Free Talk Live. You can join the show here. You can bring up whatever you want and take control of the airwaves. As we do every night here on Free Talk Live, the number for you is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. The nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And Chris. So we got some interesting news uh, in the crypto world to start the show out with. Plus, Chris, you have a story about Arizona where there's apparently a bill that's been put forward by a state senator to make Bitcoin legal tender. We can talk about that. Plus, uh, El Salvador, there's an update on their Bitcoin situation down there. There's been a lot of uh, attacks against El Salvador on an international scene because they have adopted uh, Bitcoin as a legal tender. And that's what apparently Arizona's considering, or at least one senator is proposing. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get into that, uh, that story. Plus, I do have the latest on the El Salvadorian case as well. Uh, but first, a little bit closer to home, there's a bank that was created in Wyoming. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar that Wyoming, a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago at this point, passed a whole package of legislation at the state level that makes it kind of the freest uh, state or at least the most kind of welcoming U.S. state to cryptocurrency-related businesses. I can't explain to you what those protections are. It's sort of a regulatory structure, if you will. Uh, that a lot of these businesses, they really want to have in place before they will feel comfortable adopting the technology or openly working with uh, the crypto technology. And so Wyoming did that stuff. They've been trying to uh, borrow those ideas here in New Hampshire in recent years as well. So we, I think a couple of them passed last year, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I didn't follow them did really closely. did we not talk about this last year or something passed? I mean, we talked, I think we talked about it as they were working on the bills. On the bills. I believe Keith Ammon was the individual who put those forward, but mm-hmm. I don't recall as to whether or not that I seem passed. to remember that something passed, but it wasn't earth shaking. Yeah, it's just one of those regulatory yeah. bills. It's just like, hey, businesses, come locate here. It's not like it's going to, you know, disconnect from the Federal right, Reserve right, right. Or, or whatever. But that's what I wanted to talk about was the Federal Reserve, because in Wyoming, one of the things they did, and I don't think that we've we've aped this one in New Hampshire yet, one of the things they did was they made like a state-level uh, bank, like a, what they call a special depository institution in Wyoming that you can form. Uh, the, I presume it's a little bit easier to do than maybe like a federal bank, uh, for instance, And there's a crypto group called Custodia. They used to be known as Avanti Bank. There's a woman who is their CEO named Caitlin Long. Now, I happen to have met this this lady. She was at the... Oh, yeah? Yeah, she was at the... There was a series of crypto conferences that happened here in New Hampshire out on the seacoast for about three years. Yeah, I Uh, went to one of those, I think. Yeah. Bruce Fenton uh, is the guy that put those conferences on. And they're really good, like really small, kind of intimate uh, conferences, no more than maybe 100 to 200 people uh, each year. And one of the people that attended was Caitlin Long. She actually happened to live in the uh, Keene area at one time. She's a free stater or was a free stater. She doesn't live in New Hampshire anymore, but she did live in New Hampshire. She had moved here, I believe, for the Free State Project. And she lived, I think, up in the Alstead area of the you know kind of the Keene region, Cheshire County area. And so she was familiar with Keen and like the, you know, the stuff that we were doing out here. So, you know, it was nice connecting with her. And she had told us that, that, that she was in Wyoming now full time and that they were doing some exciting stuff. She was the lady behind the, uh, 
the the efforts in Wyoming, the political efforts to get these laws passed mm. to kind of shore up the crypto world, the crypto business world in Wyoming. So she's a real doer. Like she's a go-getter for sure. And she's the CEO of what they are now calling Custodia Bank. And they have applied for membership. So they went through the, the jump through the hoops in Wyoming. They got the Wyoming special depository and uh, thing, whatever that bank special bank thing uh, determination or whatever by Wyoming and had no problem doing that. And that's, they've had that for a few years now, like 2020 or 2019. And so they did that. And then they applied to the federal reserve board for membership. And it has been a couple of years because they a really long wait, if I understand. Yeah, it's that been a correctly. long wait. In fact, they actually filed suit in June of 2022 against the Federal Reserve, alleging yeah. the central bank was unlawfully delaying their their decision. I think we've covered this story earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, there's a statutory deadline for what is called a master account with the Federal Reserve, which would give the institution direct access to their payment systems. So, how many slaves can they have with that account? That's a good question. <laughs> they don't have the account yet, and it's been like you know more than a year and a half or two years since they put the application in. So, just to clarify things here, their application for the master account is still pending. That's not what was denied. So, apparently, they they're still waiting for that, but they've been denied on what they are calling Federal Reserve Board membership. I guess that's something different uh maybe you can have a master account without being a member of the federal reserve board i'm not sure how all that works but they have been denied by the federal reserve board finally as the uh, federal reserve board had made a statement saying that the crypto focused institutions quote novel business model and proposed focus on crypto assets presented significant safety and soundness risks the Fed added, saying, quote, Custodia's risk management framework was insufficient to address concerns regarding the heightened risks associated with its proposed crypto activities, including its ability to mitigate money laundering and terrorism financing risks. Of course. You know, this isn't the first terrorism fa- financing. They mean taxes. Yeah. No, I don't think they mean that. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think they mean that, but um, I could definitely see it. somebody interpreting it that way. But the, your point you're making there, uh, nobody, is that the government are terrorists by definition. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. They, um, yeah, this is definitely not the first time that somebody has tried to work within the system in quotes um, and, uh, you know, been denied by the federal, the federal government um, in terms of w- either licensing or what they were allowed to do. Um, I remember, or maybe it was a credit union I'm thinking of, but either way, basically it's all regulated, right? At the federal level. And they were, how the hell do you work within a system that's designed to keep you out? <laughs> that's the whole right. purpose uh, of it. Well, yeah, right. And that's exactly the problem that the other, uh, uh, the story I remember from many years ago. And basically what they were allowed to do was effectively all they were allowed to do was issue, uh, loans to like, rural communities or something like that Mm -hmm. and it's like okay it doesn't make for a bank right you think you you would you know you'd found a bank and then you'd be able to like i don't know take people's money and hold it or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh and do other things like checks and you know but no they weren't allowed to do anything other than like loan people money it was was crypto related which makes sense if they're not part of the federal reserve because banks are required to hold a certain amount of reserves at the federal reserve Based on how much depositor money. So they were, 
I mean, they were like basically denied because they were wanting to do stuff with crypto is what it oh, came down to. Oh, okay. And so they, 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 uh, authorities, the regulators mm-hmm. were, were basically making it really, really, really basically impossible to do, you know, even though they'd done everything, they jumped through all the hoops, you yep. know, a year and a half had gone by and all they could do was, you know, issue loans. Yeah, we're seeing this on all fronts uh, where it is just basically been made impossible by the system for anyone who actually wants to be quote unquote law abiding for anyone who wants Mm -hmm. to jump through the hoops, who wants to, you know, be protected by the system. They're just simply not there's no path forward. There's no path ahead for these people. They cannot discern what the laws actually mean. How they're applying to their business, if they're applying to their business, in what way they're applying, and mm-hmm. even if they mess up when they try to, you know, navigate this, then there's criminal charges or the potential dis- yeah. complete destruction yeah. of your business. Yeah, I mean, effectively, yeah. the regulators have been given broad authority without any accountability, and mm-hmm. then, of course, you know, they abuse it and hinder people from, you know, they hinder basically even even end users, you know. But, the, just the general public for me in many cases just even having bank accounts or getting bank accounts if uh you know they don't like a certain if you're part of a certain group that they you know regulators don't like yeah and and the uh the idea of having these laws that are just word salad um i mean that's something that ann rand was writing about in uh in atlas shrugged she wrote we don't write these laws to be obeyed we write them to be broken because there's no way to rule yep free men the only thing that a government can do is crack down on criminals well if your society doesn't produce enough criminals you make more you make more and more things illegal until nobody can turn around without breaking, breaking the law. one of your laws yeah, yeah. and then you cash in on the fear you know it's 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 interesting because this applies you know basically to anything and everything um they they basically write these laws to be impossible to obey mm-hmm. and then they come up with uh you know uh, the systems to comply and comply is in quotes because it's actually impossible to follow yeah. the law and if you start well, looking they have at to it, look like they're doing something and mm-hmm. then they have yep. to own enough pro- enough politicians that They'll n- never be prosecuted, no matter what they do, unless you know they tell the truth about Epstein or something. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically just it's impossible to comply with these laws, and they just you know you have these these systems that are set up you know to to comply, and often they cost money and they're they're costly. To right, imagine what else. it would cost to start your own bank. To go through all the hoops and hiring the lawyers and jumping through the paperwork and doing all the stuff you got to do to to start a bank, only to ultimately be denied at the top levels. They built it all the way from the bottom, Mm. and then they said, all right, well, we're ready to apply for our Federal Reserve membership. We've got all our ducks in a row, right? Because you know that's not easy. It cannot be an easy process to Mm. apply for Federal Reserve membership. And then it's, nope, sorry. Well, if it was an easy process, banks couldn't charge 35 bucks for an overdraft. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and, and this is not, you know, like I was saying, this is not, you know, we're talking about banks right here, but this is actually, you know, this is, you can extend this to all sorts of other laws, to just businesses in general, and just walking down the street in many cases, uh, you could mm-hmm. be committing a felony. What is it, three felonies a day? I mean, that's a, that's that's right. a common uh, what they say. quote. And Nothing saying. is actually legal. It's just that some things are harder to prosecute than others. <laughs> yeah, and uh, of course, we're going to go in on Monday, by the way. I, I know I'm going. I don't know uh, oh, if definitely. anybody else is playing, planning to attend. You are? 
I'm planning on. I'll see. I have. I failed to get to two other uh, hearings, but yeah. Library has a, what is supposed to be their final hearing. Library is the crypto technology company that is behind the library uh, network, the library protocol that is a media sharing protocol. It is available online. Anyone can use it, and you can upload and download various different types of media from it, uh, including videos, audio, PDF files, you know, other things. Uh, Very, very handy technology. Uh, And because of that, the SEC targeted them a couple of years ago and brought lawsuit against them saying, well, we think your token, the library token, the library credit, is a security. And then they uh, basically bankrupted them on the process of taking them to court and having to hire all the attorneys that they had to hire and do all the, you know, footwork that they had to do there legally, ultimately to have the federal or the federal court rule in the favor of the SEC and say that the library token is indeed a so-called security. And now they are going into the what they call the settlement phase of this. And library has pointed out as they've been posting about this throughout the history of the case is like. We tried to be good. We tried to, uh, to to jump through all the hoops. We asked the asked the SEC multiple times, "What do we have to do? What do we have to do to satisfy your requirements? Just tell us what to do, and we'll do it." And the SEC would never clarify what they had to do. It's just like, well, we're just going to. Well, sue the system you. isn't designed to to control how you do things the system is con- is designed to keep the peasants out and the lords in yes yeah, you know what's interesting too about the library case is so many so often i hear people who are critical of cryptocurrency say oh well, you can't use it for anything and it's like well hold on a moment library is a perfect example of you know a use they had a use and mm-hmm. the government slammed them for effectively trying to uh promote decentralization to undermine a monopoly uh, or well, I shouldn't say a monopoly, but a, 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 big a cartel. I don't know if it's YouTube. a cartel either, but certainly, um, yeah, certainly a big player in the market that's that's saturated the mm-hmm. market for video, you know, distribution. And uh, you know, there's not. I mean, how many competitors are there really to YouTube? Unfortunately, there isn't. There, there is no nothing other, at that level. Yeah, yeah nothing, nothing mm-hmm. substantial. And this is a potential platform to 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 basically compete. And you know, here the SEC is trying to destroy anything that. It's it's a it's a free speech. It's really what it is is a free speech issue, um, mm-hmm. and it, it sure they is. they won't allow it, and they justify it. They're based trying to on- shoehorn this uh, new technology into these old statutes that have absolutely nothing to do. Oh well, this the you know what is essentially free speech as you pointed out. Yeah. It's programming absolutely. on the internet. They're now mm-hmm. saying is a quote unquote security. It's a stock. It's a bond. It's but, you know it's but one it's of these not. But ridiculous. the thing is, There's, you don't expect nobody expected to get value from the mm-hmm. from the company itself because it wasn't that's tied correct. to the company. It was a separate thing. Yeah, and here's the thing: the company is going to go out of business because they're that's what's going to happen as part of the oh, settlement, sure. and the library credits are still going to be there. Right. It's so that's even, proof. Right. And, it doesn't even stop it. It's just yeah. It, the whole thing is absolutely crazy, and that's just how it should be done we should not be trying to hook crypto up to the criminals Mm -hmm. because the criminals destroy everything they touch and by criminals don't touch them you're talking about the government i'm talking about the federal reserve (laughs) i'm talking about the regulators i'm talking about the bankers the Mm -hmm. banker scum who finance 
both sides of every war in history. It's true. The people with more blood on their hands than any other human beings. It's a fact. Monsters. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, in order for these things to go, quote unquote, mainstream, the mainstream people are going to try to connect it to the mainstream. And that's what we're seeing happen mm-hmm. here with uh, Custodia Bank. You know, this lady is a crypto person. She she did work in Wall Street, but she's totally into the crypto thing. And you can't blame them for, for saying, I mean, essentially, and I, I can't speak for her, but my understanding of what they were trying to do is it's incredibly difficult for crypto related companies to get even to get a bank account right like you right. can't just walk into oh, yeah. a bank and say we well, just but open what up do you big- need a bank account for when you've got a crypto wallet <laughs> well i get what you're saying but there's <laughs> right. still the, there's still the challenge of the on-ramp and the off-ramp yeah we still have to be able to get people to leave the fiat money system and enter the alternative well, and in order to do but that we know how to do that you do it by Buying and selling goods, preferably wholesale goods, yep. mm-hmm. for Bitcoin, and also buying and selling those same goods for cash. So, but you never trade cash for coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never trade coin for cash. Yeah. If you want, um, but that uh, adds you, an extra step. It makes it, it does harder. Add, it, it does add an extra it, step, but that's okay because it's a it's a barrier mm-hmm. between us and the filthy economy. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, this is one of the reasons why I'm a big fan of promoting uh, the development of tools to help mm-hmm. make it easier for uh, businesses and individuals to accept cryptocurrency. Um, because then you can you can as 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 nobody here is saying uh, completely bypass yeah. you know the dirty fiat system the government system uh, hmm. you don't need the banks necessarily though something that is it, it certainly don't get me wrong it helps onboard people yeah mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily need it and this is why the government's efforts I think are going to fail ultimately but it doesn't mean it won't slow adoption I want to go to the phones here David's on the line in Georgia you're on free talk live go ahead David Great conversation, you guys, and a um, couple of things. First of all, you're totally right about the the way to do this crypto thing is don't uh, don't sell cash for coins and don't sell coins for cash. Do this whole good thing like you're talking about. Hmm. Uh, horizontal horizontal scaling is the way to go. We don't need a coin base. We need a billion coin bases. We need a billion people doing $10 transactions for uh, restaurant payments and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And, uh, you know, local Monero and, and things like that. And like, I want to sell my, I want to sell this, uh, this widget to you and mm-hmm. I will take Monero for this widget. Mm-hmm. Well, even, even local Bitcoin is illegal. I mean, well, that's, that's <laughs> what we did. And yeah, that's, that's, that's what the crypto six did. Right. That's the thing. They are trying to cover all of the possible entrances and exits to the world of uh, of cryptocurrency. I mean, I get what David's saying, though. If there mm-hmm. were, you know, 100,000 sellers on local bitcoins, it would certainly be a much more uh, challenging takedown for the government to go after all of them. But they would still target mm-hmm. the prominent ones and they would still make mm-hmm. it, a, you know, make an example out of them. You know, Europe's gone farther, actually, than the U.S. even in this regard, because uh, I'm going to refresh people's memory here. You guys probably already remember this because I've said it. 
it. But um, Europe has actually gone to the extent of requiring identification by the intermediaries. So, you know, companies mm-hmm. like BitPay, for example, that merchants use are forced to uh, basically ID the person who is making Paying? payment to the business. Just, to pay, just somebody buying mm-hmm. at the yep. business? Yep. Wow. Um, and That's crazy. What, what, what's important about this, though, is the, is, is the point that I'm going to make. It doesn't actually work if you are taking cryptocurrency directly yourself using tools like BTC, there's something called BTC Pay Server, mm-hmm. and that will allow you to take like Bitcoin and at least Monero, um, and or but a fork of it without asking for With, ID. Without asking for ID, because you are taking it as a business directly, as opposed to using an intermediary. So you're not breaking the law if you do it that way in Europe. I don't believe so. I believe that okay. will solve the problem. Well, give them time; they'll make that illegal too. Hmm. Yeah, that's also, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, David. Also, keep in mind, though, that, yeah, the, the U.S. might go after the 100,000 or, or a million sellers on local bitcoins, but good luck prosecuting all those cases, especially when not all of them are in the U.S., when some of them are in Panama and some of mm-hmm. them are yeah. in Africa and Zimbabwe. And I, I think you, you make all these people in all these different places. You can't, they can't prosecute that. No, they, they can't. There's, but, uh, a, there's but, a good point here, um, and that is that even though they've targeted people, and, and Ian, they probably targeted even especially probably or their benefit of targeting Ian is that he is a well-known individual, which means they get media attention, which means they get a message out there right. saying this is selling Bitcoin is illegal when it's, yep. it, it, you know, um, when in reality, yeah. the chance that they are going to come after you if you sell on what was local Bitcoin, I guess, um, isn't really. The risk isn't really that significant given the number of sellers and everything else. They're just targeting the biggest fish. Right. So, yeah, if, well, just... not even the biggest fish economically, but the fish who actually speak out against the tyrant. Correct. For sure. It, was a, it was a political attack against another Crypto 6, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, no. it, yeah. They're not going after the Winklevoss brothers. Mm-mm. No, it's not even necessarily <laughs> the biggest fish that they're going to. I mean, I think if, if it wasn't for the politi- political aspects of it, they probably would have just gone after the biggest fish, but they di- it, wasn't, it wasn't just that. Well, now, wait a minute. They did go after the Winklevoss uh, twins recently. Jim and I got sued by, uh, I think they got sued by the SEC. The SC, so not criminal charges, but the SEC said that their earn program where you could deposit mm-hmm. Bitcoin and make 4% or whatever was in illegal security. I wish we could look up how many politicians they owned because then we would mm-hmm. know how many politicians you need to go from minimum, criminal yeah. to civil. And maybe <laughs> if you double that, you you can actually be almost free. Uh, by the way, David, thanks for the recommendation on the CERCS website, S-E-A-R-X. Uh, there's a, like an open source search engine out there that he recommended, and I've, I've oh, been yeah. using it, and it's looking good so far. Uh, so thanks, yeah, thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate the, the heads up on that. Uh, we got more coming up here in moments. You can join the show. It's Free Talk Live. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 15th through the 18th for the seventh annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out in 2022. For 2023, we're going back to where it all started, the weekend before ForkFest. ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 15th through the 18th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. 
We hope to see you there June 15th through the 18th. Forkfest.party. Free Talk Live. You can join us here. And you can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Chris. You can join us online anytime you want. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features we have on the site there. Our chat server is chat.freetalklive.com. You can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners there. And uh, it's available 24-7. You can get all the details on how to get signed up over at chat.freetalklive.com. We go back to your phone calls and thoughts and then more about the continuing attack against cryptocurrency by the federal government, this time denying a crypto-focused bank from membership in the Federal Reserve System. Uh, But we got Olivia on the line in Arizona. Olivia, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, so I had... Two topics. The first one I'm going to be brief on, because uh, last night you were discussing M&Ms that were geared towards women. Yeah. Uh, which, personally, I think most women... They call I those feminems. Were... <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be funny. Um, <laughs> but they... they uh, It's such a slap in the face, because it's such a token nonsense gesture. If you ever get on a, a forum or a, a comment on a post, about things like this women don't need this stupid pandering blather of oh we recognize that you're out there yeah you recognize that we're out there what we're asking for is pockets sewn into dresses and pants we're asking for- <laughs> <laughs> okay i've uh, got to ask you this why why I mean, why don't you just start your own company and start making clothes with pockets in them if you don't think there are enough pockets? And and it seems like the world would beat a path to your door. Yeah, I feel like I'd just be wearing men's clothes <laughs> as a woman, uh, if I was a woman. I mean, that's what I do now. So yeah, I well, me too, but I'm a man. <laughs> Go ahead, Olivia. Sorry. I work I work in a fitting room in a, in a discount store, the discount clothing store called Ross Dress for Less, and women more and more are buying men's clothing because mm. the fabric is better. The prices are usually cheaper. They, the clothes last longer. They actually have pockets. Uh, more and more I hear women saying, I buy men's deodorant because it smells great, and the active ingredient is usually many per- it, it's much stronger in the men's deodorant. They give you like, hmm. I forgot what it is, 5% active ingredient in women's deodorant. It's like 19% in men's deodorant. It's just the qual oh they were talking about razors are much better quality in men's than women's. It's just and, and it's always men's stuff usually is cheaper for better quality. And it's just this posturing is so so insulting. Honestly. Yeah, it's, I, it's just, like, like okay, finally know, women have women, you finally made it. There's now female M M&M and M spokes candies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's been around for a while. Yeah. But we're not we're not gonna actually better. Greenland was kind of a hoe. <laughs> 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 all right olivia what else well, not, 
Not anymore. She wears sensible shoes. <laughs> well, not anymore. They're they're shutting down the whole spokes candy division. Apparently, that was the story from last night. Due to too much controversy over decisions regarding their characters. <laughs> oh wow! They're sending them off to the home with Aunt Jemima and <laughs> yeah. Uncle Ben. Yeah. They'll have a good time there. Yeah, that's a good point. They like those guys. <laughs> okay. Unless they get eaten. all right olivia what else the real reason i called tonight is um as you know the texas penal system is an absolute affront to humanity and one thing that they do is if you are a member of certain gangs like the aryan brotherhood or they have a list of them ironically crips are not on the list but uh certain gangs you, if you're a member, you automatically go into administrative segregation, which hmm. is basically isolation. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can get out, so they, the only way out is they do have a program, a program where you can be put back into the system, but in order to be in general population, you have to snitch on other gang members, which is really just wow. asking for trouble. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, you know you know what's really messed up about that, too, is like there's this idea uh, we have, you know, in theory, I mean, and I don't know if they, I'm sure this has been like narrowed down to nothing, but freedom of association, it's in the Constitution. Like you think you'd be protected from- You don't from, get that in prison. Uh, well, well, and I understand, I understand why you might not get that because not all your rights are preserved in prison. However, mm-hmm. if you haven't been convicted yet, you should have that right preserved. I gotta say, as a uh, you know periodic prisoner, um, I appreciate not running into the Aryan Brotherhood because <laughs> yeah, they and I would not get along. Yeah, yeah, I and agree. I'm too dumb to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Plus, if you're uh, pre-sentence, Chris, they're not obligated to put you in with the sentence defenders either, and they really probably shouldn't. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, uh, probably doing right. that, but uh, they do sometimes. Yeah, that's mm. true. Really about they're they're already being punished by put in by being put in prison, and their only crime is that to get this to get this extra punishment of twenty three hours a day, usually twenty four, because they don't have enough guards, so they don't get that hour of recreation, which is really just being put in a dog cage. It's mm-hmm. not even real recreation. But their only crime is that they're literally locked into a you know four by ten cell. And they literally start losing their minds. People have talked about these these uh, these prisoners who are kept back. There's there's according to the news story, there's over 500 prisoners who have been in isolation due to gang affiliation, and they won't they won't recant. They won't snitch. They've been in there for over 10 years. They they lose their mind. They they uh, mm-hmm. become psychotic. They'll write letters home and claiming they're the king of Egypt or, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. If you get on uh, Texas Prison mm-hmm. Stories on YouTube, mm-hmm. posted by Tim Snow, his latest uh, video talks about a woman who's working with them, trying to, to help them because they're having a hunger strike right now. They've been on hunger strike for 16 days. The state of Texas has 13 because they don't count the first three days. Um, it's not considered a hunger strike. Till, yeah, it never uh, works. They just they just hook you up to like a food tube at some point. They'll shove a tube down your throat and uh, and feed you that way. If you get real real serious about a hunger strike in prison, it's just actually, not going to go anywhere. Actually, they've been able. So what? That's interesting. You say that because usually it's like one person on hunger strike, mm-hmm. and the way that they can do that nasogastric uh, tube is they'll claim, oh, this person is uh, mentally ill, and so for their own good, we're going to do this. But this is actually organized. There's over 70 prisoners right now who mm. are doing this hunger strike. 
So they can't say, oh, this is just mass psychosis. Hmm. So okay. um, they're not intervening. They right probably now. don't have 70 so, hospital beds. Yeah, I get, yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying there, there. There's definitely a limit to what they can do if enough people are participating. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah. that's that's happening as we speak? As we speak, it's been a, and I personally have done a 14-day water fast before. Mm-hmm. I got so weak I could not even turn over in bed. Every literally, I could feel every cell wow. in my body hurt. Like this is not a joke. If you've ever fasted for a prolonged period of time, like this is literal. Almost, I don't want to say self-mutilation, but it's it's not. You know, you read that and you're like, oh, they're hungry. No, you're not even hungry anymore. Your body is literally destroying itself. Um, and they're, but they're like, it's not worth it. I'm tired of, of losing my mind. I can't go on like this. There's just nothing but these walls to look at. They don't get educational programs. Uh, the most contact they get is they get mail. And Yeah, I just pulled up the story here. Uh, Reason apparently just published a piece about this today. Uh, Texas death row prisoners are suing over automatic solitary confinement, the state's arbitrary requirement to house all male death row prisoners in permanent solitary confinement does not promote safety and security, is inconsistent with correctional best practices, and serves no penological purpose. And if it's limited to men, it also violates the 14th Amendment. Uh, thanks for bringing this to our attention, Olivia. I do appreciate the call here tonight. The group of Texas death row prisoners is suing the state's prison system, arguing that its policy of holding male death row inmates in indefinite solitary confinement violates their constitutional rights. The lawsuit filed uh, recently on uh, behalf of a group of male inmates at one facility argues the policy has had devastating effects on prisoners' physical and mental health and that the state has little practical reason to justify it. Hmm. Quote, researchers have extensively documented the physical and psychological harms caused by solitary confinement specifically and social isolation more generally in a substantial body of peer-reviewed literature spanning decades. There is no longer any question that prolonged solitary Hmm. confinement causes severe harm, according to the 45-page complaint. Yeah. And, I mean, jail in general causes a lot of uh, a lot of psychological harm. Oh, so yeah. this works out very well for the system because they have to keep the public frightened. And yep. if they, if people come out of the prisons twisted mm-hmm. and comp- just, you know, guano loco, then, um, you know, they're more terrifying that way. And then you really need the government to protect you from all these lunatics that have been created by, by the, system. the government. Yeah. I, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I understand, like, the idea of segregating, not- but the way in which mm-hmm. they do it is appalling. You know, um, it's not like you've segregated a bunch of, you know, people who've been convicted of murder that are going to be executed. You are keeping them separated from one another, um, you know, so they have no human contact. And that's that's, right. that's the part that I think that's it's so messed up. Texas is, of course, not alone in automatically confining death row inmates in isolation. As of 2021, 12 states also practiced automatic solitary confinement for death row prisoners. According to the suit, these Texas death row inmates spend at least 22 hours each day in cramped 8 by 12 foot cells. They're only allowed to leave their cells on days when the prison allows for so-called recreation, during which they are moved to individual concrete and metal cages and permitted to exercise alone. Further, the complaint argues the state has no justifications for such such harsh measures. Quote, defendant's arbitrary requirement to house all male death row prisoners in permanent solitary confinement does not promote safety and security. 
It is inconsistent with correctional best practice and serves no or penological purpose. Uh, the effect of the policy has been devastated. Several of the plaintiffs in the suit have been in solitary confinement for decades, with one plaintiff serving almost 30 years in solitary confinement. See, I'd just start killing guards. Any yeah. chance I got, I would kill a guard. I'm pretty sure they're just not going to give you any opportunity, any opportunity to kill the guards when you're in solitary. But I don't know. You guys have more experience with this than I. Uh, mm. They they have systems uh, to prevent you know, yeah. things from happening. Due to their isolation, plaintiffs has re- have reported dramatic declines in their physical and mental health, such as significant weight gain, hypertension, depression, and PTSD. Further, prison officials have made it incredibly difficult for these inmates to get appropriate medical care or access their lawyers. Medical visits, quote, are sporadic, and mental and physical health providers are often forced to converse with their patients openly on the row, the complaint leads. Legal visits can take weeks to schedule and occur in a public setting where conversations are easily overheard. See, actually, what I would probably do um, would be sue them to... Uh, and attempting to force them to provide me with what I need to commit suicide. Mm. Uh, It's an ugly situation. uh, Because my church considers it a sin to live a worthless life. So if you render my life completely worthless, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to find some way to go out with a bang. Oh, yeah, it, it, you know, it seems such a waste of a life, uh, just suicide well, in general. Um, it, it does until you consider that being in prison till you die, I mean, every day that you have to live between now and the end of your life reduces the aggregate I, value of your life. Yeah, no, I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say, uh, nobody, is, mm-hmm. is that if you're going to go out, I... If I'm not saying in prison it's better to die yesterday than tomorrow. No, I guess I, I guess what I'm saying is it would be nice is I'm not I, I'm not advocating for but it would be nice if is if you were to commit suicide, right? Mm-hmm. There would be some sort of like I don't know, moral outrage by the public and things would change, right? They wouldn't even know about it. Right. And that's the I mean that's and that's well, the unfortunate they might part, if I right? sued. Well, if you're dead, then you have no case. Well, <laughs> well, no, but I'm saying that if I sued, sued to die. for commit the right to commit suicide, they might never know that, that it had happened, mm-hmm. but people would know that that case I mean, had taken place. It, True. I, I, I suspect it probably won't go anywhere um, for a bunch of different reasons, but I guess primarily that you have to have generally a basis for the lawsuit. Otherwise, you know. Where is it going to go? I mean, they're not just going to... This is First Amendment free exercise. My my religion requires that I not live a worthless life. Freedom of religion. Maybe freedom of religion, but... my life worthless, I am obligated to end it. Yeah, I don't know. The lawsuit is the latest example of a series of attempts to curtail the use of solitary confinement in Texas prisons. Inmate Dennis Wayne Hope, who's been in solitary for almost 30 years, asked the Supreme Court last year to take up his case, alleging this practice constitutes cruel and unusual punishment. Currently, several... Which obviously, it does. <laughs> several inmates in Texas prisons are on a hunger strike. Which is, the, his mistake, of course, is he thinks that the scum that runs our government actually cares about the yeah. Constitution. Well, there's just only so much you can do, so if you can bring a lawsuit, you might as well yeah. bring the lawsuit. Yeah, I mean, kudos to him for doing it. Prolonged solitary confinement is an endemic in U.S. prisons. As of July of 2021, almost 50,000 people 
were held in isolation in U.S. prisons, which is around 3% of the total prison population. In Texas, almost 4,000 people are estimated to be held in isolation, and over two-thirds of those inmates have been held there for more than a year. David Fothy, the director of the ACLU's National Prison Project, told Reason, quote, Decades of evidence shows the irreversible physical and psychological harm long-term solitary confinement causes. There is no defensible reason for prisons and other detention facilities to keep using long-term solitary confinement, which is recognized as a form of torture. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever uh, to do this to someone just because they're on death row. I could understand that, that they might well, say... Well, we're going to murder you, so we're going to have to torture you. Yeah, the, I, I could... <laughs> I could uh, you know, you could. I could understand the argument at least that well, they have nothing to live for, so therefore they're more likely to be dangerous. But until they show that they're actually a danger, they don't belong yeah. in any kind of solitary. Yeah, the the moral crimes of government, I, I think, tend to be far worse than you know the typical crimes that people end up in a cage for. Um, I mean, there's. Mm-hmm. I mean, there might be some exceptions with some serial killers out there, but like, how many serial killers have killed a million people? Over the course of 10 years. Yeah, I mean... Uh, uh, and that's just in one country. That's just Iraq. It doesn't even count Afghanistan. It doesn't count death squads in South America. It doesn't count sure. the CIA all over the world whacking people for no apparent yeah, reason. I, I mean, the, the, and that's kind of, kind of the humorous thing about it is, is that you have a government where its employees are literally dropping bombs on families and children and, and women and, and wedding parties and things, you know, overseas. And it's like, you killed 50 people at this wedding. And it's like, okay, that one, that one person that, you know, that hit that button and now now multiply that by all the people in the military or at least a good percentage of the people in the military. And it's like, let's just get rid of the military. I mean, we, we save far more lives. And then at the very top of the organization, the pinnacle, the pinnacle, the principle that, that brings them all together is a senile child molester <laughs> who spends most of his time lecturing us yeah. about how a mentally ill person right. shouldn't be able to uh, own a twenty-two when he is armed with nukes. Yeah, I mean, the idea that you're going to convince <laughs> these people to do the right thing with their facilities is, you know, it's hard to believe at best. I uh, I do wish them the best. I hope that they are successful with this lawsuit. But I mean, this is this has been decades in the making. This guy has been in there for you know. This, according to this uh, this other story at the AP, the guy that was in there for thirty years, uh, no, no, or a different guy that was in there for thirty years, has spent twenty one of them in solitary confinement. I mean, these guys have been waiting for their entire lives for this one opportunity to file this lawsuit, and only now it's happening. I mean, this is just so, mm-hmm. such cold comfort, you know, even if it does finally happen. No. Yeah. Uh, and, and they There's are. There's no gang of criminals as bloodthirsty as the government. According to the AP story here, it says the prisoners have been on hunger strike since January 10th. So the what Olivia was telling us about mm. uh, to protest the solitary confinement policy. They say it's unclear how many have taken part in the hunger strike with activists estimating the number at several hundred at the start of the strike. And the TDCJ, the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, uh, saying that it is about 70. As of this Thursday, nine of them, which is yesterday, nine were still on strike according to Amanda Hernandez, the spokes bureaucrat for the TDCJ, and none of the inmates who have participated have needed uh, medical care. So, Does it say what prison they're in? Texas Department of Criminal Justice. Actually, I just happened to get a letter 
from somebody in that prison a few weeks ago. He wanted me to set up the Securus account. For listeners that don't know, Securus is a prison mm-hmm. jail phone uh, messaging system. That it's another way to rob prisoners. The poor, yeah. the poorest, of course, people. Uh, they they hijack the uh, the prison prisoners for as much money as they can possibly extract from them, just to get them to mm-hmm. the, you know give them the ability to call their mom. And then they turn your lawyer calls over to the prosecution. I bet they do. They've they've they have been caught doing. It. Oh wow. Yeah, so Securus, uh, so I, you know, he said, okay, well, you can go and set up an account, and here's my info. You got to put in the prisoner's name or their ID number, and you can search for them and add them to this instant messenger. I guess they're getting tablets in the in the prison or something like that, and they can text message you basically over a very controlled system. Hmm. And so very curious how that works. I <laughs> went. Uh, it's just a Securus hmm. software. They've got it on uh, their end, and then you well, use it on software, your end. Well, there's software, but there's also wetware, which is your email first goes to a guard who yeah. reads it and yeah. has to right. approve of course. That's, of course. that's why I'm kind of really curious how that works. Instant messaging, it probably no, it's is not, not instant be... messaging. No, oh, I, I thought you were no, saying it was instant messaging. Just which... messaging. No. Yeah. Oh, I understood. Because like, those messages are going to be delayed. They must and maybe have it'll to get be. there the next day. If you yeah. send an email on Friday, maybe it'll get there Monday. Monday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's got to go through somebody's hands first. Yeah. But they. So I went to the Securus site and I thought I'd already had an account from whatever in the past, but I didn't. So I set up an account and then i went to the e-messaging thing and tried to get in there found the prisoner's name but then when i went i clicked add to contacts it came up with an error saying we're sorry but this uh this isn't working you need to call our technical support department at this number (laughs) oh god okay here we go so i called the technical support department and they said well uh can you try our app because I was trying to do it through the the website. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, well, whatever. I've already got government spyware on my phone, so oh, sure, geez. I'll try the app. more won't hurt. Yeah, right? So I installed the Securus app on the phone, and then I try to go through the whole process again, Ugh. and the same problem comes up. I got to the guy's name, tried to add him to the list, same error comes up on the app. So I call him back. And I like you know I knew this kind of crap was going to happen. It's just this mm. this technology is is crap, right? Like it's yep. just government. It's not a government company, but it's a government contractor, and they make ton of money, so they don't care if they give you good customer service or not. They're they're rolling in the dough. <laughs> they only care to the extent that they're making a dollar off you, <laughs> right? But they don't even care that much because they're making a ton of dollars somewhere else. So it's yeah. like they piss you off. It doesn't matter. So I call up the second time. And I get somebody on the line, and I tell them what happened. I tell them I already tried this and that, and they said, "All right, well, uh, contact our uh, support through the uh, through the website." So even though the website told me to call the support number explicitly, mm-hmm. the people at the support number say, "No, send us a support email through the website." So I go ahead and I do that. No response. It's been two weeks now since I sent the uh, support email, and then the dude uh, in the Texas prison. He writes me another letter. So at this point, I've written him a physical snail mail to send him back to him. I was going to say, are they still allowing that? Because I know a lot of prisons are not doing that. They're not even allowing you to use a snail mail anymore. Me specifically, because I'm a no, 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 not you specifically. Just in general, they just they banned really? uh, traditional mail being allowed into. The are prison. you serious? Uh, yeah, I was reading about an article about it here. Just I don't know within the last week. I think it was. That sounds really illegal, and I hope somebody sues them over that. That's insane. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's lawsuits involved, but yeah, there's yeah. going to have to be on that one. So, uh, but anyway, the dude wrote me back, and he thought that like 
he thought that I was denying him or something because I hadn't added him to the list. He, he was he was kind about it, but you could tell he he had his feelings hurt over not me not adding him to that list. So I wrote him back explaining, "Hey, look, man, this is what happened. It wasn't me, man. I'm tr- you know, I was trying to yeah. add you, but the system isn't working. I don't know if it's that their system just sucks or if they know that I'm like pre-sentence federal uh, person. I'm on some sort of no-go list. Who knows? Did um, Who knows? A, a curiosity? Did it ask for some sort of um, ID in order to get into the system, like like I don't. I like mean, it wants to know who you are, but I don't or, think it was a social. I don't recall that because otherwise, it's it's going to be like you know you could easily get caught up in a, a, a blacklist of some yeah. kind, right? Yeah. I so don't know. another Ian Freeman, you know, could be on the right. blacklist, and you're being denied. Um, but and it wouldn't but surprise you could me always if, go out and buy a twenty dollar cell phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it depends on how. I, I don't know how well you know this guy. No, right? I've never heard of him. I'm just a guy in prison that listens to the show, you know? Oh, oh yeah. okay. Um, yeah, we're, we're on the air in uh, Texarkana where there's a, there's a, there's a mm. Texas prison. That's where this TDCJ yeah. uh, prison is located. So those guys are listening to us when we're on the air in, in Texarkana. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. I also, in my email back, or not, not email, my, my physical mail back to him, I gave him the landline, the, the prison call-in line oh, nice. here. So if you wants to call us collect you can do that uh <laughs> anyway you can join us here hour number two is on the way you can bring up whatever you want is bitcoin going to be legal tender soon in arizona we'll talk about it free talk live It is Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the second hour of the program. You can join us here and you can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Chris. We were uh, made aware, and we're actually going to go to the phones here, where somebody was going to tell us about this. But in Memphis, Tennessee, apparently there's some breaking news about a man who was killed by multiple police uh, there in Memphis. A, uh, a police beating. He died some number of hours or days later in the hospital. We're going to go to the phones here. Rob is on the line in Vermont. You brought this to our attention. Rob, uh, what's going on? Yeah, I... I saw this video it came out sometime after seven o'clock this evening and i knew that this was going to happen because they've been telling you know the public that it's going to be released in a certain day in a certain time but uh this video takes the rodney king incident to a different level mm-hmm. uh i mean they just it's a fatal level for one thing it, it, yeah i mean they, they literally just killed this guy I mean, they beat him. They took the you know the metal rod that they use. Mm-hmm. The yep. They beat hit that guy with this while he had handcuffs on. Mm-hmm. And when they were done, they just take him and they put him up against the car. And then nobody tended for him for at least ten or fifteen minutes that I saw on this video. Now, these guys belong in solitary confinement Mm. for the rest of their lives. Not an hour out, not a minute out. Throw live rats into their cells and let them eat fat. 
You know, this is uh, what's really disappointing about this now is that, Ian, this is a, this is a thing now. It's a 50-50 chance if you get pulled over by the police or accosted by the police, whether you're going to live or whether you're going to die. That's mm-hmm. the way I'm seeing it now, and a lot of other people are feeling the same way. Yeah. It's so disturbing on so many levels. Guy on Twitter today was like, why do black people run from the police? Yeah. And people of all races, of course, run from the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my response is, because they don't want to be murdered. And and he said, well, that's a lazy answer. And I said, well, I didn't know you wanted a, 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 a complex lie, so I gave you the simple truth. I, you, know, you know, I think a big part of the problem is that a lot of people have never seen anybody go through the system. They don't know how it works. They don't know how messed up it is. It does, they, they just they have no idea they've been they've been brainwashed and they're thinking police good you know you know go go tell a police officer if you you know something happens right yeah and it's yeah. like no that's not what you want to do that's the last thing you want to do absolutely the worst um, thing last thing you want to do there have been i can think of like five or six cases where a woman has gone to report a rape and the cop she was reporting the rape to raped her again it happens mm-hmm. repeatedly yeah these people are monsters yeah, the um, there was a uh, there was there was a couple officers in in Manchester a couple of years ago that uh, they were they were they literally were raping women, um, and they basically uh, it was eventually revealed you know that this was happening and you know they I, th- I think they were fired if I believe I believe that both of them were wasn't fired. it when they were um, they were forcing themselves essentially on them while they were running the jail van or something like that and they were getting giving. Like the women were getting favors essentially in return for. It may not uh, be the same story that we're thinking favors. of. Because You're about Manchester, kinda, right? Yeah, Manchester. Okay, yeah. Um, but this kind of thing happens all the time, sure. so it may not be the same. People same with power but will abuse it. The point that I, point that I want to make is and that if you're a psychopath, they gave what's these, the perfect job for you, mm-hmm. cop or soldier. They gave these people their jobs back years later mm, after wow. uh, I think it was a um, a lawsuit by the police and it involved uh, some sort of. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. They're um, union unions, and it's like, how do you give these people their job back? These are the people that should be caged mm-hmm. as not, a suppository. Yeah, <laughs> not not the women that they were threatening. Uh, you know, threatening. Robert, did you watch any of this footage that uh, that came out yet? Yeah, I've watched that. Came out like in you know different videos. Yeah, you know, and they're just gradually releasing to the public because they. It was said even by their own governor of that state that people are going to get into an uproar when they see this. You know, I would only and say, they should. I mean, yes. th- they should be having another January sixth right down there right now. They should right, be I, 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 breaking into the Capitol building. They should be finding somebody and making them hurt. I would only <laughs> say that that the peaceful people that are protesting that, you know, there's a way that they can infiltrate, you know, the, what's going on in their towns, in their cities. And that is, is that the people that are peaceful, that really want change, they have to run for those elected positions and get those people that are in there. But they'll never win them because the whole out. system is rigged. Well, that, but it's going to take, this movement of people have got to come in there and get those awful people out. 
the, mm. the, the people that are in these government positions now, they're all people. They all sleep in the same bed together. They mm. all know each other. Get those people out and let's get some fresh blood in that really want change. Thank you, Rob, for the call mm. tonight. I don't think violence is going to be the solution here no, uh, to the system. Not. But also, I also understand uh, nobody's point mm. that the system is inherently corrupt. And what mm. you see happen is anybody that gets into the system becomes essentially neutered by the system. I mean, we see so many of the so-called liberty reps here in New Hampshire, but not a single one of them has proposed you know, abolishing the state police. Right. Mm. Like they know that it would be politically unfeasible. That's their excuse. Even if they do Mm. quietly support that, they can't ever come right out and straight up support Mm. it. Our guy, Matt Santanastasso, who's the most pro-liberty rep of all of them, put forward a bill this week to to abolish the war on drugs. It's the first time any bill like this has ever been proposed, I think, anywhere. uh, To actually completely end all drug prohibition, it would strike the entirety of Section 318B, which is all about the Controlled Drug Act. That's it. It would just get rid of it completely. It is as principled of a bill as you could possibly ask for. And you know what? No one except for Bonnie and me showed up to testify in favor of it. Not a single other state rep, not a single other libertarian activist came out to this bill. That that is... And and I mean, I got to take a couple steps back from this because this is the, the first I've heard that there was a time to go that 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 there was a uh, a hearing that, that I yep. could have gone and, and testified at. As a matter of fact, the next thing I was going to say is let me know when they testify on that because I want to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what, I can't understand why I didn't see that on, on Twitter or something. Or I don't know. somewhere, it, yeah, you know, we, it, we need a way to make it, that not. If happen. it had more true. support, you would have seen it. Right? It's yeah. true. It's true. That, you know, I don't know. Um, it, I think there ha- there is to some degree a matter of getting the word out in advance. I mean, look, we we have had lots of people show up to different events mm-hmm. at certain points, and sometimes it's hard to get certain information out there. You got to work at it, and mm-hmm. if you don't work at it, you know, even significant mm-hmm. things I think that would be supported. You know, people don't find out about them, and then, and then they yeah, don't yeah. go. Um, but but I mean, there's there also groups, a lot of people. So if there's something related to like lockdowns and and COVID, there's like a number of groups reopen and age mm-hmm. and yep. and yeah, I, I don't know what they're all called. Yeah, it doesn't of, matter. Some of those are pretty expensive but, groups, though. Huh? Some of those are pretty expensive groups, though. So it's not just one group. Well, well they are, but I'm saying there's yeah. a communications network that exists there. Oh, right. And that's why and we're missing that. hearings are I agree. well attended. Yeah, yeah you, you have a good point. Um, and yeah, this is definitely this is definitely a true statement. We are still lacking, I think, in to a large degree, the tools to organize, which is really bizarre. The New Hampshire Liberty Alliance um, had it in their newsletter. Okay, that went out over That's the weekend. Definitely mm. good. They come out with uh, every week. The New we talked a lot about the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. They look at the bills. Yep. They grade the bills on whether or not they're pro liberty. This one had a pro liberty rating, so it was rated by the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Uh, and it was announced just like every bill. If you on the yep. weekend, they sent out this email. It's got a whole list of all the bills that are coming up the next week on what days and what committees at what times and what rooms. So anybody that wants to go has the information. If they're on the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance email list, you just have to take the time to read through the email and see what's uh, see what's in there and see what these things are. So there must have been some number of hundreds of people that are on that email list. I presume I mean, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance is a well a well followed, uh, well volunteer. Yeah 
cheered for group, but not a single person showed up. I mean, I think for me and Bonnie, I think individually for, you know, the individual bill. um, Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of it's it's not good. But at the same time, looking at things, you know, from a larger perspective, we do have people showing up to these hearings. A lot of. Yeah, no, I'm not uh, I'm not trying to say people don't go to other hearings. I'm saying that this was a principled piece of legislation that isn't some nibbling around the edges of decrim on marijuana or something like that this would have Mm. stricken the entire war on drugs and not one state representative could take the time to go out and back up matt uh, matt santanastasso on this piece of legislation Mm. i follow you not a single one of them it's a little bit different yeah not a single I anybody. Guess, I guess I have some some level of understanding, which I would have loved to go and testify. Mm-hmm. That would have been the point of it to me, because it's not going to pass. Of course not. Until we have a lot more and actual sure that's human the beings why, in, the red, yeah. in the legislature. And that's probably the number one reason why people would yeah. tell you they didn't do anything about it, because they knew it had no chance. And so why waste the time on something that has I, no chance? I have an argument to that. Why waste the time? Because it, 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 it's, it one, it, it gets publicity, right? And it's not necessarily... It could have. It could have, right. It gets publicity, and it draws in more people. Because, and next time around, we'll have more people right. to have an impact. And, and Seems this is, obvious. This, mm-hmm. this is working, right? Like, it's not even like this is not working. This is something that is working. And it's, we're, I, I think it's the, it, a lot of times I think bills like this, this exactly this type of bill, um, it, yeah, it's not going to pass, but it doesn't matter because what it shows is it demonstrates what we're doing in New Hampshire and why you mm-hmm. should move to New Hampshire. We didn't have any problem packing a room for a secession, which also had no chance of passing. So how is right. this different? Well, I think it's, I think there's a couple things. I think Secession that was, was pretty well, well yeah, promoted. It was though. really well promoted. I'm seeing a lot um, of stuff about that. I, I, I personally sent, God, I can't even tell you how many messages I sent to people, mm-hmm. at, you know, letting people know. And I've done that on a number of occasions, but I didn't do it on this bill, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think I think that's a lot of times it's, 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 it's uh, you know, you kind of have to... You know, there's only so many events that people also have time to attend, right? There sure. is a lot of hearings, and if you don't make a stink, if you don't let people know, if you don't say, hey, are you planning to go? Yeah. Most people are like, oh, well, you know, know. there's a whole bunch of other things I've, I've been to. You know, I only have so much time. Sure. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I do agree with you. It would be really, really nice to see more people attend more often this type of, uh, you know, hear, hey, people got to work. I understand. You know, I just it would have been yeah. nice if one other person was there. It, it would have been. Maybe three, yeah. four people. Yeah. I don't I, know. I, I Something. Um, I was an email list that just sent out announcements of every uh testimony opportunity it's the new hampshire liberty probably be, yeah they have that yeah every weekend I mean, they email? send yeah every so, weekend okay. they send an email with all that stuff in I, it i can tell you why i, I wish we had a, a mailing list to promote their mailing list on <laughs> yeah right um, <laughs> org, i believe is their website if you want to go sign up for it. i can tell you why i didn't attend and i was planning to attend mm-hmm. and it's because I got a life too, yeah. and there's Everybody's only busy. there's only so many things I can do because I've only got so much time. Yeah, no, um, I understand. Now I know that wasn't that wasn't targeting me, mm. but <laughs> no, I'm not targeting anyone yeah. in specific. It's just like, hey guys, this is a pro liberty bill that is the most hardcore pro liberty bill you could possibly ask for. In my opinion, we need more legislation like this. We need legislation Definitely. that proposes to abolish the entire liquor commission. We need legislation Ooh, that, that proposes good. to end the state police. We need stuff like that. Now, I understand we're not there yet to where those those things can pass, but at some point, those things have to be put forward. I well, think the what, liquor- what if we pitched the uh, VIP tent from Porkfest out in front of the state house and ordered a bunch of pizza? You could. I just had a pizza party out there while people were 
between testify. People do that. There's uh, yeah. there's lobbying organizations that that do that kind of thing. Abolishing the liquor commission usually during the nicer months, but then again, they're not voting at that time. It, it right. might not pass, but I think that would be. I, that seems like it would be. I mean, that would be huge. That would be awesome to it abolish would be it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this these are all good bills. Um, but the problem is, most of the state reps are playing politics, and they don't want to use their quote unquote political capital on something that hmm. they know has sure. no chance of getting through all these old curmudgeons up there these democrats and republicans that have no vision for liberty they don't uh, understand what needs to happen in order to achieve a free society they're not interested in that and they're going to stay that way until they die yeah. so i mean it's i get it I, I i get it why i understand why people didn't want to back him on this i mean essentially matt santanastaso is such a principled liberty he's leading the way guy he's leading yeah. but no one's following that's the thing uh. he He's, uh, you know, he's, he's the first. He's, he's the first. sort of taking up the. No, he's not the first. He's taking up the mantle of the principled guy in the state uh, reps. There was a guy before him, Dick Marple. Now he was a little bit more kooky, quote unquote. Uh, but he was also this sort of lone wolf up there who was proposing things that he really thought were important, and some of them were pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that uh, you know were a bit more of a like kind of a sovereign individual uh, mindset. But Dick was the same way. He would put his name on legislation, and not a single other state rep would co-sponsor it. And then when the legislation would come up, he'd be in the room all by himself, and the only other person who would talk yeah. about it would be me. Yeah. And that would be it. I, I remember going uh, to Dick, one of, one of Dick Markpool's bills, actually, and I was the only one who showed up. Yeah. Um, it's not even him. Dick showed up. That was the, That's kind of the human. But I don't, know, I don't know what happened. Somehow he didn't end yeah. up making it for some reason i just saw him the other day on uh i i was watching a couple of court tv videos yeah, he passed and, away and uh yeah but yeah, he, he was, was on court TV. he was on court tv his hearing where oh right 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 okay uh, i follow you where he's doing uh maybe not the sovereign citizen thing but question the jurisdiction of the of the court yeah yeah, I don't think he was a sovereign citizen. I think he was. I, no, he kind of had some of that slant to him, but I don't think mm-hmm. that's what he was. But, I think that's but a mistake. He did one thing. He got he got he got arrested for driving without a license. Yeah, which is why I think they assumed license. he was a sovereign citizen. And and well, he used some of the arguments right. that they used. Well, Dick's smart enough to know that there's no mm-hmm. such thing as a sovereign citizen. Yeah. That's a contradiction in terms. Yeah, you can't be a sovereign and a if citizen. If you're sovereign, at the same time. you're not a citizen. If you're a citizen, you're not, you're not sovereign. sovereign. Right. Yeah. So, he but was, a citizen is owed a uh, is is owed a duty of care mm-hmm. in return for his allegiance. Uh, allegiance. And since the Supreme Court has repeatedly let us know that they have no interest in defending us, they don't care if we live or die. Then we owe them nothing. Yeah. Uh, look, you guys it's are absolutely not like right. They could owe us any. Uh, they could make us owe owe them something by providing a service we never asked them for anyway. So you guys are right though about the the hearing wasn't promoted very well. That much is true. Yeah. Uh, and one of the reasons for that is there isn't really. I mean, there is. There's a marijuana decrim slash legalization movement. There's different organizations that surround that here in New mm-hmm. Hampshire, but. There's not really any other kind of anti-war on drugs for the whole war on drugs mm-hmm. movement here that I'm aware of. I mean, there was one attempt. If you go into any marijuana organization, though, you'll find at least some number of people who will say, let's get rid of it all. Sure. Or other yeah. people who would say, well, I I don't think we should legalize these other things, yeah. but if it makes me free... 
I'm down. You sure. Know? Yeah, you could recruit um, from those organizations. I'm just saying there is nothing yeah. else that I'm aware yeah. of. Well, the other thing I would say is reach out to those organizations, make sure they get a mail and they know so that they can reach out to their own members. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's you know I I I see why it, it's it can be very hard to be optimistic, you know, year after year after year. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's like it's it, we're slowly making progress overall. And oh and, yeah, I'm optimistic. It's just you know, hey, you're, I just you're one of the yeah. most optimistic people I know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm optimistic. <laughs> but, I mean, we are yeah. like you said. There's more state reps than uh, than ever before, and we finally have one that's willing to introduce legislation right. like this. So I mean, thank goodness. It would just be nice if we had a second one, you know, it to would back be, him up. It would be. I mean, um, so come on that's all liberty reps but like you come gotta, on man up yeah I, I do feel like you have to start somewhere um especially especially somebody who might not be as crazy as maybe dick marple um and i think Mar- matt is a good person i mean he's a good person i think to sort no of doubt. lead the way in in going in a more mm, radical uh, you know direction as, as they opposed did form to what the, a, the left and the right do yeah and they did form a nullification caucus recently so that's yep. a new thing that just uh, just came about there was a lot of talk about it for uh, the last year, and now it's finally happened. Of course, the question is, how many members is it going to have? We don't know that detail right now. Is it going to be three guys mm-hmm. sitting around a table, or is it going to be 10 or 12 or whatever? Is it going to be something a little All bit more? state reps. <laughs> obviously not, but uh, is it going to be a little bit more significant? That remains to be seen. But uh, are there other nullification caucuses in other state houses around the country? I never heard of them. So we are definitely leading the way oh, yeah, on, for sure. on a lot of fronts, and there's a lot of reason to be optimistic, but there's so much more room to grow. There's so oh, yeah. much more room for other organizations, other groups that can focus on, like I said, you know, ending the entire war on drugs, because that still needs to happen. I think mm. I think if we have another eight to ten years, I think we're going to be so – I, I think it's it, it's almost hard to believe where we're at right now, honestly, mm-hmm. um, just given this the, the five years that I've been here. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we went from not even a single – rep being willing to talk about you know a secession um you know to actually having a you know a, a constitutional amendment proposed and voted on um you know i remember i remember you know six what five or six years ago um going to you know protests and it was like okay five people show up to a protest and it's like okay what are we doing here this isn't gonna accomplish anything um but you know as time has gone on and as you know we've gotten media attention and you know even before that, um, we've seen numbers go up and every year we see, you know, record numbers of movers. We see, uh, you know, we see another 10 uh, state reps, the free state or state reps, um, you know, every every session or, or every two years or so. Um, you know, it's 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 you know, it's it, and we've gone. I mean, we've gone. We've got we got about I think it's 50 state reps right now that are actual free staters. So people who moved for the free state project explicitly. Um, yep. But there's another 50 or so good, solid, you know, liberty leaning reps as well. Um, so it's and we need about 133. I think to to really kind of to to change to begin to really change things where we will have more reps uh, than the Democrats or Republicans alone. You said 133 is the number. One isn't it 133? Yeah. Well, what's 400 divided by three? Something like that. Hmm. Okay. So right I mean on. that's how I'm doing yeah. the math. 133 and uh, and a, a third. third. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so I want to go back to the story here about this uh, police situation in Memphis, Tennessee, where you have multiple, and I think it's worth pointing this out, black cops killing a black man, right? Because usually the the stories that get the media attention are white cops kill black guy. Mm -hmm. And there was some rightful protests that went on in the Mm -hmm. summer of 2020. Nobody, you and I attended a few of these here in New Hampshire and various different cities 
Uh, and those people were rightfully upset about police violence, but the focus was on violence against blacks when we know the police violence is directed against absolutely everyone. Mm. And it's a power issue, not a race issue necessarily. Now, there are some racist yeah. cops, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. But, but there's, in general, it's not black versus white. It's pig versus human. It's, it, it's yeah. who they can get away with hurting is what it comes down to. Right. And in this case, it's going to be hard for them to get away with this one because not only did the officers have body cams on, but there is also a pole camera that is above all of the the action in this case that captures one consistent wide shot of everything that goes down. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Phones are open if you want to join the show. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And you can join us online anytime you want. Just head over to freetalklive.com. You can support the show as Roger Paxton has done. He's a gold-level supporter of our AMPS program. And uh, he did that over at amps.freetalklive.com. That takes you over to our Patreon. You can get signed up there with your debit, your credit card, your PayPal account. And you can help us advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live if you like what we do here. If you appreciate our mission to spread the ideas of liberty, freedom, peace, and uh, cryptocurrency and things like that, then please, you can join the show. Uh, Join us over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's A-M-P-S. .freetalklive.com. Roger's doing gold, which is 10 bucks a month. We only ask for five, so thank you, Roger, for the uh, the double up there. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, thank you to all of our supporters over at the AMPS program. amps.freetalklive.com. You get some perks, like access to the AMPS-only podcast, which includes the full radio show without any of the recorded uh, commercial content. So once again, that's amps.freetalklive.com. We got a heads up tonight. One of the things that I love about doing an open phone show is if there's some sort of breaking news, a lot of times we have no idea, right? Like we're in the mm-hmm. middle of our conversation. We're talking about whatever things we have to talk about. But there's something happening in the world and you want to bring it to our attention. All you got to do is pick up the phone and let us know. We had Rob in Vermont call and give us a heads up about a story breaking out of Memphis where footage has now been released from the Memphis uh, city of Memphis it's on their official Vimeo account. Four different feeds, three from police body cameras and one from a pole camera at a location in Memphis where a man was ultimately killed. He wasn't killed on the scene, but he was given a life-ending beating that then resulted in him dying three days later, uh, according to the story here at Huffington Post, which I'll share the details with you. And I did watch some of this footage. It's pretty intense. Uh, But we do have Major Payne on the line here in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live, Major. Yeah, the lawyer for the family said he was beaten like a pinata. And if you've ever seen a bunch of crazy kids with sticks wanting candy, that was a pretty good analogy. Yeah, they. Uh, I did see in this footage, you can see an officer, certainly from the wide angle on the pole camera, you can see at least one officer kick this young man in the head uh, at least twice from what I saw. And then they hoist him up at one point. They're holding him up. And then another, it might have been the same officer or a different one, I'm not sure. I've not been watching it closely. But another officer punches him in the face. There's another officer that hits him with an asp. And uh, I'm sure there's more that I haven't seen. An eye for an eye, a kick for a kick, a punch for a punch, and a death for a death. 
Well, iPhone I makes the whole world blind. Nobody, I don't, I don't think that that's going to be the solution here. No, because most people will never murder anybody under any circumstances. You know, that's so, because it's, so a, it's anti-human as... to do that. I mean, it's something that is against our nature as mm-hmm. decent uh, human beings. And plus, if you so kill, all them... we need to do is defend ourselves against the psychotic killers who are walking the streets and make them not walk the streets, and then you're safe. Well, unfortunately, the the, the police in this case, even though they may be psychotic killers, they have the you know the the idea of legitimacy in most people's eyes, and you mm-hmm. will be seen as the threat if you use violence uh, mm-hmm. to fight back against them. Plus, if you kill the people who killed this man, then his family could never possibly receive any restitution uh, they from get those it from individuals. The state. No, they well, what is they the state? I mean, the state is you and me. Yeah, the taxpayers. I, that's not. Yeah. That's not. That's not. Uh, it's that's not, not me. A solution. I don't have a pot to piss in or a, wi- uh, or a window to throw it you're out. You're paying of. rent. That yeah. means you're paying the property taxes. That means you're paying yeah. the salary of the uh, the police. Go ahead, Major. So anyway, you guys are going to throw me off topic here. Um, last night, I tried to apprise you of this story, but we ended up talking about the A and W bear in his root beer pants. Okay. But uh, let's see. Oh yeah, I just heard a I heard a news blip from a police department representative from New York, and they were saying we will defend anybody's right to peacefully assemble and protest. <laughs> and, uh, Liar! And, and, and what I'm thinking is, when are the trailways buses rolling in with Black Flies Matter and all the rest of this foolishness going to start? But now this is a black on black issue. And the thing is, it's named the Scorpion Unit. Now, the biggest scorpion I can think of is the black one. What's the Scorpion Unit you're talking about? That these is, is, is a shock troop to go after the hood rats that are stealing cars and whatnot down there in Memphis. Oh. And uh, the cops even there are up, or the, the governor's up in arms, and the people are def- definitely up in arms about wanting to just... No, they're not up in arms. When you're up in like, arms, you know it I'm... means you have a gun in your hand and you're in the street. That's what up in arms means. Mm. You're yeah, armed. You're out there. You've got torches. You've got pitchforks. And you've decided to make it stop. Mm. I think he means figuratively, you. but... <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, and you're splitting hairs, and you do this okay. Me I'll do that. I hate rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> I was a much nicer person before they threw me in prison. Just yeah. to... They don't have rabbit hairs anymore. They're all gone up here. Big white snowshoes. Yeah, I haven't seen one for Yeah, I used years. to live in Michigan. Mm. <laughs> There's still some hairs around here. I don't know here. what took them out. I don't know what took him out, but yeah, the hairs are no more. I see him jumping through our backyard from time to time up here. But uh, go ahead. What what else did you have? Well, just that uh, th- this is going to be a test on humanity as far as you know. Will black flies matter and the, the trailways and rented buses and whatnot show up with all the imported rioters? Or... That's a good question. That is yeah. a good question. Uh, thank you, Major Payne, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Well, I'll tell you what. I've been to three Black Lives Matter rallies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that I can think of. It might have been four. It was at least and three that we went through together. There was absolutely no violence. There was, I mean, they were well-ordered. They mm-hmm. were well done, well presented. Um, and at each one of them, they did make a point of saying, we're not saying that only black lives matter. 
what we're saying is that when you said all men are created equal, you didn't include us. And when you said liberty and justice for all, you didn't include us. So when you say all lives matter, it's not as clear as you might think it is is so we'd like to get a little bit of clarification and i think that that is perfectly reasonable hmm. yeah uh, the thing i thought <laughs> that i liked about the black lives matter event here in Keene uh, specifically was that it was targeted at the police it was targeted at uh, them they were not being friendly towards the police even mm-hmm. though the police were there trying to act friendly of at course. the event the speakers were specifically not a fan of the police state and the police system and then what mm-hmm. we ended up seeing uh in manchester was and i gotta say kin pkpd is like I mean, they're grade A swine as swine go. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 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 probably the uh, the best cops that I've ever interacted with. Um, yeah, they tend to be a little bit better than but, your average uh, uh, city cops. That's but for sure. Yet they're <laughs> still Manchester. part of the dis- of the system right. that true. is designed to make sure that we cannot escape their control. But what ended up happening was Manchester also had kind of similar vibes as Keene, but with, you know, a little bit more people, although Keene was very well attended. I think hundreds of people were packing. I've never seen anything like that in Keene. Uh, but then Nashua, the whole thing had been completely co-opted. If you remember, yeah, nobody, politicians took it over. Yeah, the, there was like the mayor and the city councilor and the police chief were <laughs> up there speaking at the, the the Nashua one. So the whole thing had become political, and it was totally it was over at that point. Yeah, you know? and yeah, I remember that we were sitting there smoking weed, and COVID was just starting, mm-hmm. and we were coughing, and and I'm thinking, oh my God, we're gonna get lynched. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let's see, uh, let me give you a little more information here because, you know, what we've seen is these protests, they haven't resulted in any significant changes, which is of course typical with, uh, with protest. I, 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 maybe not a qualitative change, but there has been a quantitative change. And I'll give you a couple of examples of that. They went burned down the police station <laughs> in Minneapolis yeah. and guess what? The guy who murdered George Floyd, where's he? He's in prison. That's true. And then that is true. It's that I- interesting that when you start hurting them, they want to make that stop. And they change their behavior. It's not just the peasants that react to punishment. It's also our lords and masters. Well, it's it's not the... Uh, it is true that it seems like they are prosecuting police more often since mm-hmm. uh, George Floyd in these circumstances. And it's not happening as, as, as often. I We were getting a case like this every month for a while. You think that's true? Or are we just not seeing the stories? Yeah, um, I mean, well, what's that, just... <laughs> that is a difference because there was. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off onto, onto a conspiracy theory mm-hmm. here for a moment, if you don't mind. I because because of cop block and and uh, the the uh, free thought project and uh, cop watch and all of the very police to police all these various groups that that I that I that I watch and pay attention to. I'm pretty aware of cases of political, of police brutality mm-hmm. that come down the line. I've been soaking in it like Paul Malov. Mm-hmm. And normally, 
the media does exactly what you would expect the entertainment division of the military-industrial complex to do, which is cover up official wrongdoing. But right around the time of Ferguson, just before Ferguson, all of a sudden they started um, not just reporting these cases, but pushing them. Mm-hmm. You know how the media pushes a case sure. when 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 it becomes a propaganda directive from above, like like they yeah. pushed a lot of the COVID things. They started pushing police brutality, and I remember thinking, What's "Why going are they doing this?" Yeah. Well, what I didn't notice until later is that they were only pushing cases with black. Victims, mm-hmm. for example, during the middle of the whole Black Lives Matter thing, came the murder of uh, Lemp. What Duncan was Lemp for Duncan Lemp. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. His name was Duncan Lemp. The guy got shot in his sleep, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they killed him in his bed, six inches from his pregnant girlfriend. Yeah. They didn't even bother to come in and say hi first. They mm-hmm. just shot but, him through the wall. Yep. You, you think they'd wake somebody before they shot him? You know, it, it seems reasonable to say. You know, I I kind of thought Mal Malcolm Reynolds had the had the right idea when he said, "If I shoot you, you'll be awake. You'll be standing." You'll be facing me, and you'll be armed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's interesting but, because this is not something that's uncommon um, or the, you know that sort of thing. They're supposed to announce usually, unless they have a no knock mm-hmm. warrant. And um, it just even in the Crypto Six case, we saw the same thing. They there was no announcement, there was no knocking. Uh, no, they, just, they just kicked down. Yeah, the they door. just kicked the door down, and it's like, mm-hmm. wait, wait a minute, that's not the way it was supposed to be done. But, but that's how terrorism works. It's not terrorism if you don't come on like a terrorist. Yeah. But but anyway, where where I was going with with this thing is so all of a sudden they started pushing stories of police brutality with black victims. At the same time, the police are refusing to even keep any kind of order where these rallies are going on, so you have people burning down buildings. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, what's going to happen when the police abdicate their responsibility? The militia's going to show up because that's what they're supposed to do. And then you get things like Kyle Rittenhouse, who, uh, you know, I mean, the, the big mistake there was... He was alone Mm -hmm, walking mm -hmm. down the street. Never should have happened, but he was a 17-year-old kid, and and apparently he got accidentally separated from the guy he was with, and then the police would not let him through their line Mm. to get back to his unit. Mm -hmm. So he stuck out there by himself, almost got him killed, did get two people killed. Right. but I was thinking maybe that was by design, because there's two groups mm. of people in America that have the balls to stand up to the police. One, January 6th, the other one is Black Lives Matter. Well, what do you do when you're faced with two enemies that aren't afraid to fight? You turn them against one another. Get them to fight each other. Mm-hmm. Imagine if the three guys that Kyle Rittenhouse shot had been black. 
the fact that all three of them were whiter than me is is the best evidence I have ever seen that there's actually a God. Because if he'd mm. gone in there and shot three black guys, it would have been a war mm. between the militia and the black community at large, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were and, even so many so many people wanted to believe he'd shot a black guy. There oh were, yeah, there were people in like the leftists or whatever that were oh, looking at yeah. that story. Oh, they, they would swear up and down yeah. they were black, and nope. it's yeah. like, dude. Nope. Wasn't the case. Yeah. But uh, but I think that was exactly what they wanted. And they it was just bad luck for the deep state that the psychos who tried to tried to lynch Kyle Rittenhouse happened to be light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and in this case, now we've got uh, psychos who happened to be black killing a black yeah. man in Memphis, Tennessee. And the footage is out and now. It would be so nice if we didn't even have to think about, you know, what what color was he, or, yeah. or you know, what was his shoe size? Yeah, or, I agree. Oh, this was a blue eyed guy, and and that was a brown eyed guy, and it's like, who the hell cares? Yeah, isn't it's, there like an expression like "hate knows no color" or something like that, or "color knows no hate"? Could be, yeah. Uh, but in this case, it's uh, it's power. I mean, this is what whether these men hated this guy or they just wanted to hurt somebody. Uh, I don't know. And so you've got a 29-year-old black gentleman who has died now three days after officers beat and pepper sprayed him. According to Huffington Post, the footage is out. I have posted it at social.freetalklive.com on the at FTL account if you want to go and uh, check it out. It is pretty graphic. Uh, There's four different angles, three police body cams, one wide angle. It gives a graphic depiction of officers demanding Nichols get out of a car following a questionable traffic stop of the unarmed man. Nichols, uh, the gentleman is Tyra Nichols, uh, is heard shouting, I didn't do anything, as officers approach him with guns pointed at him. Officers can be heard shouting multiple. And just for the record, if you happen to be, if 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 any of our FBI agents are watching or are listening, oh, they are. They you are. might want to mention to the police that you never point a gun at a person until after you decide to shoot them. So maybe you would have fewer murders that you are responsible for if you followed the basic rules of firearm ownership. Well, in this case, he didn't get shot, but they did just about everything else they could to him. An officer threatens to taser Nichols, who replies to them to stop while he's on the ground surrounded by the officers. Bitch, put your hands behind your back before I break you, one officer said. Another officer says he's going to knock Nichols the F out, threatening more force as the young man is lying on the ground. Nichols tells police at one point... Why do people run away from the police? Oh, because they're psychotic thugs. Uh, Nichols says to him at one point, you guys are really doing a lot right now. I'm just trying to go home. Officers can then be seen pepper spraying Nichols and tasing him as he shouts again, quote, I'm not doing anything. At one point, he shouts for his mother uh, in the video. He is a FedEx, or was rather, a FedEx worker, because he's dead now, who was known for his love of skateboarding. He was arrested after he was pulled... He's really good, too. I saw a video of him today. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, As arrested after he was pulled over for alleged reckless driving, officers said have said he fled the, fled the scene on foot. Those and, pigs are calling somebody else's behavior reckless. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, they claim that he fled the scene on foot and was captured. Nichols told officers he was experiencing shortness of breath and was hospitalized with serious injuries. He then died January 10th. 
The uh, police have not disclosed the cause of death, but Nichols' family said he suffered from cardiac arrest and kidney failure. His family alleges the arresting officers beat and pepper sprayed him and shocked him with a stun gun. Well, they don't need to allege it anymore. It's right there in the footage uh, mm. that has come out. They did all of those things yeah. to him. Um, and people still say, why do you need an AR-15? Why do you need 15 bullets in a clip? Well, five cops, and just out of basic respect, if you're going to give somebody a shot, <sighs> give them three. Yeah. That's I, 15. I get where you're coming from with the anger, nobody, but yeah. I, again, I, I, can't, I, I don't I, think violence I is, is the answer I, I here. Just, I just got to vent. You're being <laughs> expressive, you're, but it's, yeah, I don't know that it's helping the situation. I don't think it, yeah, I don't think yeah. it's going to help people um, to, do, hmm. to do that. I, I get the frustration. It, it seems like this is- a, I'm just, just so sick of it. It's- on and on and on yeah. and over and until over people and over. are willing and to none of the lords and masters care because yeah. none of the lords and masters are ever impacted or even inconvenienced yeah the thing is uh these guys are ready for violence they train for that they've got swat teams for that that's what they are preparing but there's 200 of us for every one of them no, you know, no that's the problem gonna... there aren't 200 of us if we had 200 of us for every one of them that wouldn't be a problem the problem mm. is that we we they they have like brainwashed and uh manipulated the public to such a degree yeah. that it's like 10 of them and one of us yeah the most of the people you despite all of these stories despite all the horrific video and all of the examples of police just abusing and murdering people there's still so many people that just trust everything they say. Mm-hmm. It just just seems to have no effect on them. They just tell themselves, oh, it's just a few bad apples. And then they go on to believe that the police are somehow this great organization, nope. this honor full of honorable people. But until there are, and if you got 200 of us to each one of them, if we could get those numbers, for instance, here in New Hampshire, which, you know, could be possible if we had mm-hmm. thousands more people uh, migrate here. But even if we had those numbers, then you still don't need violence because you can then just stop paying for this. You can then just end the support financially for these people. The the problem is what happens if you end the financial support is... They go home if they don't get paid. Well, the thing is they just go in and take one guy's house. Mm -hmm. Now, at the point that they take one guy's house, you've got two choices, okay? You either stop them from taking it. Okay, at which point they're going to try to kill you and you're going to have to fight back or you don't stop them from killing it, from taking it. And they just keep taking and auctioning homes until they've got enough money to continue their reign of terror. So basically, it's a pretty pretty bad system point. Somebody still has to fight. Well, I uh, I get where you're coming from, but I, I don't think that's the solution. I think that we need to. I don't think it's. I think we need to come up with it's more just creative. My prediction of what's going to happen. Well, that is tends to be what people do is they do tend to t- uh, tend towards violence. I, I think uh, I think time. the answer to the thing the or it's it's more like figuratively we need to fight absolutely, but I don't necessarily know we need to use actual violence. There needs to be more creative solutions, uh, whether it be legislatively, as Rob was suggesting earlier, if we can somehow defang uh, the police legislatively, make it so they can't tax sale uh, homes that are delinquent on property taxes, that kind of thing. Those things could help uh, that situation. But a little bit more but about what usually happens is there's a, a moment like Lexington and Concord where, you know, the, the jackbooted thugs, the Redcoats showed up to take the guns 
And it's like, okay, well, we're going to either show up and say you can't do that or they're going to rend us helpless and we'll just be more slaves. So they showed up and, of course, the cops started shooting at them because that's what cops do. And they shot back. Um, actually, I, th- I think the colonists were massacred at, at, at mm-hmm. Concord and Lexington. But the next group of, co- of, of colonists learned something from the massacre of their countrymen. And they responded with force. And eventually they won their freedom. Yeah, but look what they created. Well, you know, they, they, they the did biggest. create it, but <laughs> but there were some relatively good years. I mean, if if I had a choice between uh, seventeen seventy six America and and America today, and I and I wasn't going to be black, then <laughs> I would say I would choose back then mm-hmm. you know of course then i'd probably be out there with john brown getting myself killed anyway <laughs> but um... <laughs> uh monday nichols family accompanied by a civil rights attorney viewed the body camera footage the traffic stop happened two minutes from his home which is why he was calling for his mother while he was on the ground being Ooh. beaten by the police said he was beaten if within, only he had cell for one within 80 yards of where he lived Crump described the videos as deplorable and heinous during a Monday press conference. We'll tell you a little bit more about this latest police beating of a man who was completely unarmed and relatively, like, young and skinny. We're coming up. Free Talk Live is Free Talk Live, and you can join the show here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Police officers in Memphis, Tennessee, have beaten a man to death. And it's worth pointing out here that it was a black-on-black incident, meaning all black officers and a black gentleman who... Seemed to pose no real threat to these guys. Okay, so the guy that we're talking about here, his name they had no reason is Tyree Nichols. Uh, he is was twenty nine. He's dead now. Uh, he was going home. He was about eighty yards from his house in a car. Apparently, when the officers uh, pulled him over, he did apparently flee the scene initially because, well, maybe he dis- discovered that these guys were dangerous psychopaths and wanted to get the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although that does tend to make matters worse when it comes to jacked up. Well, cops. they were wearing their 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 psychopath suits, so they were easy to recognize. Sure, but the, um. <laughs> but my point is, when the cops are dangerous, if you run from them, it tends to give them the excuse to use even more force than they otherwise have oh, done. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not blaming. If you're going to run from the police, run very very fast and don't let them catch you. Don't yeah. let them catch. You. Um, um, I, I, I'm not I'm not blaming uh, Mr. Nichols here for what he no. did. I don't blame anybody in that circumstance. But you know, it's it generally yeah. doesn't go real well uh, when you when you take that route. And mm-hmm. so they ultimately beat him to within inches of his life. Apparently, he was taken out of the scene alive to a hospital where he died three days later from the injuries the police had given to him, which included not only pepper spraying multiple times while he was on the ground, by the way, mo- multiple handcuffed. officers. And well, I don't know if he was handcuffed at that point, oh, but okay. uh, 
but he was being held down by at least two officers. There were at least four officers that were on the scene. He was pepper sprayed. He was tasered. He was kicked what appears to be in the head at least twice. Mm-hmm. He was hit in the head, like punched in the in the face multiple times. I counted at least, I watched the, more of the video here, uh, I counted at least five shots straight to the head so, uh, while this guy was being held. Did you guys see, um, you guys watched the whole video? I've watched a good chunk of it here. I mean, the whole video doesn't... There's a lot longer in the video than the actual action that happens. What so. I'm wondering is if he uh, ended up unconscious or he, lacked, he lost consciousness and uh, if they kept beating him after. I'm not clear on that. Um, okay, that's I, why I, I was wondering know. if you had watched the whole video. I don't know if that's... I don't know if that's the case. I don't... If you've watched the whole thing and you want to comment on that, you can here. The number 603-283-6160. I kind of looked at some of the police body cam mm-hmm. footage and some of it you can see the the hits but others you know the cops facing another direction or whatever but the wide shot is where you get to see the actual every single thing that yeah. they uh that they do to him but you can't hear the audio on the the wide shots you can't hear but most of the the time i was watching it he is responding he is screaming he's yelling for his mother right, right. He's, he's hurt he's yelling at the uh that he's being harmed so, I, it, it, was it Terry Schiavo? Schiavo was the woman who was on her deathbed. That's that's right. There was a homeless guy out in Arizona, Terry something, mm. who they he was he was retarded and he was homeless mm. and and he uh, I, I I saw a video of his father and it was just heartbreaking. What happened to him? Uh, he was beaten to death by police. Okay. And, and you know, screaming, Daddy, Daddy, help me. Mm. Uh, and, you know, it, uh, it it just reminds me of that. Memphis Police Chief C- uh, Sarah Lynn C.J. Davis called out the footage in the beating of Nichols as incomprehensible and said the videos are, quote, about the same, if not worse, unquote, than the images of the 1991 assault of Rodney King by police in Los Angeles. The Memphis Fire Department confirmed to Huffington Post that two employees involved in the initial patient care of Nichols were relieved of duty pending an ongoing investigation. Desmond Millis Jr., Justin Smith, Tardarius Bean, Demetrius Haley, and Emmett Martin III were identified as the officers involved in Nichols' daily or deadly arrest. They are part of the Memphis Police Department's Scorpion Squad, which stands for Street Crimes Operation to Restore Peace. In our neighborhoods. Yeah, well, one more person resting in peace, I guess. Mission (laughs) accomplished. Uh, That choice of words is just unbelievable. This is murder. You know, I mean, this is this is this is anything but peace. Yeah. I mean, this is a killing. This is an uh, unwarranted. It's completely unjustified. Yeah. Like if this guy was some sort of hulking linebacker from the NFL or something like that, maybe you could justify the use of force needed to take him down. But certainly not the continued wouldn't need to keep beating him after he was handcuffed. Not the continued beating. I don't know if he was beaten after he was handcuffed. I'm not sure if that happened in this uh, in this video. I wouldn't go so far as to say that. But this guy was not a threat at all to these officers. He was a 29-year-old skinny dude. I mean, this guy couldn't be more than 150 pounds, maybe 160 soaking wet. I mean, he was... And when you consider that they beat him all the way to death, at some point during the beating, he was half dead. Yeah, if not more. Mm. Well, all the way down to completely dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, remember, he died three days later in the hospital, so he did leave yeah, the scene he alive. He must have been pretty close <laughs> when but he they left messed the him up scene. Pretty bad. 
the police squad was introduced by Davis, the same person who called the beating incomprehensible, and 2021 is tasked with handling violent crimes in the area. Memphis Police Department announced Friday that following an internal investigation, all five officers involved in the arrest have been fired for violating department policy and practices, including those pertaining to excessive force. They've all been charged with second-degree murder by a grand jury. Hmm. So that's pretty unusual. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but this may be as a result as uh, due to the George Floyd situation, where we've mm-hmm. seen the police because are more likely. fought back. And they 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 don't care if bad things happen to other people. They love doing bad things to other people. What when but when bad things happen to them, when a guy walks up to a couple of New York City pigs and just shoots them in the face as they as happened during the Black Lives Matter thing, they start thinking, but wait, something could happen to me, and that's the one human being that matters to a psychopath. It's you know, this is kind of interesting is it's very unusual for a uh, prosecutor to uh, it, it's kind of crazy, but it's you would think you think when they bring a prosecutor brings, uh, the you know does the grand jury stuff, um, you know with these cops that you know you know the grand jury because it's it's you know the it's basically it's uh what is the expression the um it it's uh you could convict a ham sandwich is the expression indict they indict, indict not convict in, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, indict. Um, you know, which the solution then because they could they have such a hard time uh, indicting cops. Slice them thin, put them on some bread, spread some mustard. <laughs> He's on joking, them, and then indict them. Uh, yeah, just a joke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, but you know they can. It's so easy to indict somebody even when there's no evidence. It's like uh, why is it so hard to indict a cop? And it's because the, the, because the prosecutors try. The prosecutors don't. They, they, they don't want to. Do they don't want to. They won't do it. It's, they're their it's, buddies. Yeah, they're but buddies. They, do it, they did it here. They did mm-hmm. all five of them on on not just manslaughter which charges, is, but actual second degree murder charges, which is why it's so mm-hmm. unusual. Which well, I'm really curious as to whether the prosecutor offered second degree murder to them, or if people on the grand jury just knew that hmm. what second degree murder was. How does that work? Can the grand jury just make their own decision about what I, charge to I indict on? That's the prosecutor that does know. that. Yeah, I think that's but the prosecutor's I job. I think they can actually... I, th- I think they can indict people that the prosecutor hasn't even asked for an indictment against uh, if if the mood takes them. Uh, but I don't know. If you know and you want to weigh in here, the number is 603-283-6160. Uh, but, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, nobody, about the officers psychopaths being afraid for their own lives if mm-hmm. something happens to to one of them but i don't think that uh you know what you were talking about where somebody shot at a, a cop in new york city is is a good plan uh because i, I don't think it's a good plan but and i don't think it's right it's, either. even if it's a bad plan it is uh, you know, causes have effects. Yeah, but I don't even think it's, if you don't like the cause. Yeah, I don't think it's right either, though, because you know the you you don't know who we're talking about here. I mean, these are very specific no, officers, and, and it's 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 probably probably not right. I wouldn't have a word of criticism if if this kid's father decided to go, you know, whack the five cops who murdered his son. I, I don't know how he's going to do it because oh, they're, they're out on bond. Oh, they. That's the next part of the story. Of all five of them. Bond. All five of, of them are. are out on bond. I, I agree with you there, nobody. I would not shed a tear. 
No. Uh, if that were not, to uh, to I be would the not case, shed a tear, and I would probably not vote him to be guilty if I was on his jury either. I I absolutely you know? would not. Are we talking about the cop? No, the kid's no, father. No. He said, oh, oh, gotcha, I was I gotcha. saying hypothetically, if the kid's father I went and whacked you. these five cops. Oh, the Memphis yeah. Department. I, I would not vote guilty. Not in a million years. The Memphis Police Department announced Friday following an internal investigation, all five have been charged. Shelby County records say the officers were additionally charged with two counts of official misconduct, one count of official oppression, one count of aggravated assault, and two counts of aggravated kidnapping. And then all five released Oof. on bond. Activists and supporters gathered for a vigil for Nichols Thursday night in Memphis. An independent autopsy reviewed by his attorney and another attorney indicated that Nichols, quote, suffered extensive bleeding caused by the severe beating. On Friday, Crump and Romanucci demanded the Memphis Police Department dismantle the Scorpion unit. Photograph of Nichols in a hospital bed showed him with a swollen eye and other parts of his face disfigured. His family said his face was unrecognizable. Activists displayed the photo during protests in Memphis, urging officials to release the footage of the arrest, which has now happened within just hours ago. It was just this afternoon uh, that the footage came out, and it has been handed over to the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. The Department of Justice and the FBI have announced a civil rights investigation into Nicholas's death, as though that's going to result in anything. But there you have it. That is uh, the latest it, it on the situation. It might at least result... Into some money for the family. Perhaps. That's something. Perhaps. Uh, the number, if you want to join the show here at 603-283-6160. Joe is on the line in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, how you doing, everybody? Hey, what's on your mind? What's up? Uh, after this incident, I've come to the conclusion this country's broken and it's beyond repair. Yes, sir. <laughs> There's really not much more to say about that. Uh, I mean, I was I'll add two words. Divorce. National divorce. Mm, there you go. NH exit, man. Yeah. All the exits. Yeah, for sure. Mm, 50 yeah, exits. Well, if I, if I can get my act together, uh, I am going to move up there to Keene. Good. I'll be glad, glad to see you. I'll be glad to have another person. Uh, we'll we leave need a to, light on for you. We need as many people as we, we can get. We need thousands yeah. more like-minded, liberty-oriented people who are serious about making change because... There's just no chance. We we actually had some people visiting today. There was a gentleman from New York State who's considering leaving New York. Sounds like he's really seriously planning. It sounds like he's planning to leave New York. Yeah. How uh, can people still be in New York? Yeah, you know, they have jobs. They have families. It's hard yeah. to tie up loose ends and you know cl- clear clean things up. But uh, there was another uh, woman I from. I've got bum privilege. Another uh, lady <laughs> from Boston was uh, planning. She's talking about moving up here as well. Uh, but yeah, people need to stop talking and start planning and, uh, and get this thing done because time is of the essence here. The longer, the longer we remain part of this union, the more it's going to drag us down into mm-hmm. economic ruin, uh, if not worse. And the other thing is, the next time they genetically engineer a a, uh, a virus, maybe they don't allow interstate travel. What's, they what's, already uh, experimented with that during COVID. Florida yeah. shut down their border. They had uh, troopers stationed on the major roads coming into Florida. So much for DeSantis and freedom. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's full of it. The people that support him, just they've conveniently forgotten that DeSantis locked down the state and DeSantis did all kinds of things to restrict <laughs> people until he realized it would be more politically feasible for him to undo it. It's amazing also how many people that think that uh, warp speed was, was a Biden thing. No, that was Trump. What was warp speed? 
Warp Speed was the uh, development of the uh, the virus, or the, oh, I'm sorry, the, the vaccine. Uh, the vaccine that was so good it didn't need right. to be tested. Yeah, and Trump is, by the way, still patting himself on the back for that. So by no means is Trump some sort of anti-vax uh, COVID critic. He yeah. loves the vaccine. He- Which is strange because at one point he believed that uh, the reason that Barron was autistic was vaccines. Mm. Until he got elected, you mean? Uh, yeah. 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 All right, Joe, what else, man? Okay. Uh, all I got to say is uh, nobody, Ian, uh, Bonnie, uh, Aria, Always in my prayers, plus the rest of the uh, Free Talk family in my prayers, and even Sarah. <laughs> so thanks a lot, everybody. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Joe. God Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. And you know, Thank he you, said brother. this was what pushed him over the edge to believing that this country is uh, is done for. And you know, everybody's got their line. Everybody's got something that's going to be their final straw yeah. on their back. And so, you know, when, whenever we talk about, uh, as you said, national divorce, nobody, whenever we discuss the issue of peaceful independence for New Hampshire or Texas or any other state uh, that wants to pursue that, there's always some pushback. There's always some objections. There's always people who aren't ready for it. But you give those people three, four, five, six more months, and then they may be ready for for it. There may be something that the local or federal governments do that makes them say, you know what, especially the federal government, that it's time to say goodbye. That it's time to end this relationship. And they're so they're so terrified that, that somebody's going to stand up for himself. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't even occur to them if you don't want somebody to stand up for themselves, you don't back them into a corner and yeah. keep them there so they have no choice. Yeah, you're asking to get bitten if you uh, back a dog into yeah. a corner. Give people an escape. You don't have to own every human being on earth. Tell that to the World Economic Forum. Let's go to Saheed in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Saheed. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, so, um, just listening to the conversation, I haven't watched the video or anything, but, um, just having some conversation on the matrix chat. And, uh, one thing that got brought up, uh, is, uh, I think, uh, Moses is a perfect example of, uh, kind of like the both sides of, uh, the kind of like argument, like whether they go ahead and do violence or to kind of like just leave and exit. You, you know? said and, Moses, uh, the biblical figure, Yes, Moses from the, yes. Why is that? Because uh, it was all about slavery and oppression and uh, a tyrant uh, kind of like system involved, uh, different races. Can you recap the story uh, for me? I honestly don't know what you're referring to. Mm. What? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, in the the Quran, it's a little bit uh, different than uh, presented a little bit differently than uh, in the Bible, but um, but it's, it goes through the basic, uh, the exact same story. So Moses was raised by Pharaoh uh, way back in the day, and. Uh, uh, but he was a Jew, and uh, the Jews were oppressed, and uh, basically oppressed and slaves at the same time, because there are some Jews who are actually in power uh, as well, like Karun or something like that, uh, who are like right-hand men of uh, Pharaoh. And so, like, basically you had uh, a bunch of different races pitted against each other, and they basically uh, uphold, like, this, uh, you know, Pharaoh system to kind of keep them at the top, exactly like a pyramid. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then uh, 
then Moses was sent. Uh, Moses uh, went ahead and actually did violence against uh, one of the guys and killed them hmm. uh, to protect one of his race, uh, basically. And that's how it's like uh, laid out inside the Quran. That's a little bit differently than in the Bible. Okay. Um, and then he had to leave. Um, and uh, and then after years of being away, he went ahead and got in contact with God. And then he had to come back and uh, basically teach his people who were basically had a lot of slave mentality to kind of like quit trying to, you know, compete in this system and let's get out of here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of like a lot of, and he had to go ahead and communicate with the people who he was raised with as well. And so, cause he was kind of like from both sides. Um, and, uh, you know, in the end, uh, God led them out, uh, through, you know, that's where the, you know, a lot of the story is focused on, but I like the general story because I think it's very, Oh, is critical. he the one that parted the Red Sea or whatever? Yeah. Tell old Pharaoh, let my people go. Okay, okay. Go. Yeah, I'm a little rusty on, <laughs> a little rusty yeah, on my Bible. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually like, sang that uh, song yeah, in yeah, church one time as a solo. Uh, Moses is actually the most mentioned uh, prophet in the uh, Quran, and so there's like a lot of focus and a lot of different perspectives mm-hmm. uh, involved in his story, and so it's something that we reflect on a lot. Okay. You know, and, and uh, you're saying that relates also, to what's happening today? Yeah, I'm saying about uh, the the violent, you know, whether they go with violence or to go ahead and peg uh, mm-hmm. a, a tyrannical and oppressive system. And I think there's a lot of lessons in there to kind of like how to deal with the people who are in the press side and how to deal with the people who are on the, uh, you know, who are oppressors as well, um, especially when you. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned on uh, many sides here. Cause, uh, you know, that's how uh, societies are built. It's like uh, societies are built on, uh, or at least, you know, a lot of these, uh, especially when one's built on violence. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it has all these dynamics going on, and they're hard to work out, you know. Well, unfortunately, the you know big difference between then and now is that you can't just walk away uh, right now. You can go to New Hampshire if you're a liberty-minded person and you're you're located within the United States. If you're outside of the United States, it's significantly more difficult. Uh, although there are ways for those who are you know willing to I don't know get married to somebody here or something like that. I'm uh, still single. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, that's the solution. There's no empty land at this point that you can just go on to. Oh, and... Israel was empty. Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, that, that's like the other side of it. I mean, uh, it's not like there was, uh, they had to wander around in the wilderness for a good bit, but that's not a place you can kind of like build a society. But plenty of them did go ahead and part, part ways in, uh, on their journey there hmm. uh, to Israel. Um, and that's actually another big difference between the uh, Quran and the uh, uh, the Bible is like uh, the wandering around in the Bible was for some odd reason. I don't remember exactly, but in the Quran, the reason why they're not able to forty get, years uh, that they had to wander around for forty years was because uh, they would not fight the Philistines that were, or not. I don't, they actually don't have a name, but they wouldn't fight who was in uh, Israel uh, to kind of like uh, basically. Uh, yeah, it's a it's an interesting story, but basically that's why they're wandering for forty years inside the Quran uh, mm-hmm. because they refused to fight. And then they went ahead and decided that they wanted a king instead. Somebody ought to find out why they wouldn't kill them and tell the Palestinians. Maybe they can solve their problem. (laughs) Saheed, was there more you wanted to share? Uh, Yeah, I was was actually, I wanted to ask about uh, Kaplak and uh, uh, Self Level One, because I think that's also super relevant to this Mm -hmm. uh, this, uh, conversation as well. What What was it you wanted to ask? Oh, I was just wondering about, yeah, how Coplock's doing and uh, the one. And, uh, well, uh, Coplock basically doesn't did. exist anymore. It uh, kind of went under when its founders essentially retired, uh, and no one really wanted to pick up the ball and kind of keep it going. The site still exists. Last I checked, 
but it wasn't being updated in any sort of regular occurrence. It was passed along to somebody who bought the website on an auction site, and they didn't even know what they were what they were buying. Hmm. Uh, but cell four one one might may have a future. Yeah. Per, there perhaps. is copblock dot app, which is the uh, which is kind of a generic form of cell four one one. Right now, it's mostly a software project, but once it's once it's finished, um, I'm hoping that an organization will form around it. So I'm I'm working on it, but it's it's slow going. I did see there was some chat in the official Cell Four One One support chat rooms recently. It seemed like there was maybe a couple programmer types that might have been interested in, or at least one programmer type that was work, interested in working with you or testing things. Yeah, or I, I I did see that and uh, and talked to that person and basically I'm trying to trying to get get things into a state where I can explain them. <laughs> the uh, the code is open source now, and if you've got the, the programming chops and you want to help nobody with this uh, program, go to getcell411.com and you can find the links there in the menu to the, uh, the chat rooms. There's more coming up here. It is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. We got time for you if you want to join the show here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Cell 411, as we just discussed a moment ago. You can go to getcell411.com. The app is in a, uh, I don't know what you would, what do you call this state? Uh, Nobody. It's like, it exists, but it isn't quite Mew. working correctly <laughs> the last time I tried it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, well, it, it, it goes, it goes up and down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right now I've, I've got an, another hunk of the guts out of it that I'm rearranging. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm throwing them back in, but it's, it's in there. It it does run if you check the right tag out. Um, and uh, are you is. updating the code uh, with the open source as you're uh, as you're making changes to it so everybody else can see what you're doing? Um, yes, it's. Okay. Uh, I I continue to update mm-hmm. uh, the GitLab. GitLab. Okay. Um, yeah, it's account. a good. It's a good thing to have. Not only is it good to have a open source piece of software it's also good to have an open development model where yeah. people can that's transparent you mean yeah, yeah. transparent meaning that mm-hmm. anybody can see what you're doing every time you uh mm-hmm. write a patch you submit that patch and then everybody can see and test it and everything else and you know modify it and work with it alongside you as opposed to developing everything in-house and then releasing it when you're done with the new version right yeah exactly and that's why i need to get more than just me involved yeah because mo- uh, most free software is not developed that way but some mm-hmm. there are some products mm-hmm. out there that are you know not developed openly mm-hmm. that are open source or free software uh yeah I, I, you know, I have to wonder what other kind of avenues we have to reach out to uh to folks i mean have we considered maybe emailing the user base to see if there's any programmers out there that would want to would want to jump in and and help out on this because it seems like you've been going this alone now for a couple of years i mean you spent six months in jail so that set you back yeah. uh for some time but if you you've been you've been asking for help and it doesn't seem like much has arrived i know there's been some financial support there has um, that help but having an extra pair of eyes on things might might not be a bad thing right yeah here's here's a question for you when's the release date <laughs> that's a mean <laughs> question <laughs> 
When it is done. Yes, it's, when it's, it's done. Fine. This is true. It is kind of a mean question. It is kind of a mean From question. From a software guy, you um, would know it, yeah. that it's when it's done. It, That's it, the answer. Right? Well, you know, sometimes you just have to release stuff because it'll yeah. never be done if you don't. Mm. Well, the, mm-hmm. the release plan that I have now, uh, because of... Um, kind of kind of the situation I'm in is basically to get to get a version up and running just on the Android side, talking to our servers mm-hmm. uh, rather than talking to back for app, and then see if I can get a few people to just start using it. Okay, and I've I've got it set up so that it can coexist on your phone with the original. Uh, cell four one one. Is the original one still functioning? Does it uh, actually work? Last last I heard, it was. Although I got one report of an issue, which okay. I haven't been able to uh, um to really reproduce. But so, okay. probably I should throw it back on my phone and send out an alert tonight just to see what happens. So we've we've got a test group let's, for that. Let's ask you some questions, right? Okay. Uh, especially because I was being critical. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what where where does it stand, right? Like is mm-hmm. there is there a stable version or mostly stable version out there? Is it are you still working on there's the know, old version bugs where you've been mm-hmm. developing all this past six months and so it keeps getting delayed and pushed back. Yeah. Well I've I've been developing and the thing is Ooh. Okay, um, so that's why it hasn't I, been released. Yeah, and I've been... Uh, well, there's been some alphas or whatever you want to call them that have come out yeah. to the test group, and they've but been... If uh, they've basically been failing on install. If he's adding new features while at the same time mm-hmm. releasing alphas, that's going to delay the you know delay the release. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm not so much adding features as... Well, I'm kind of adding features. I'm refactoring. But the and that means you're taking the old code and you're trimming it down. You're making mm, it more efficient, purportedly. Uh, yeah, and and most importantly, more more reliable. And hoping and also transitioning from outside servers, uh, third party providers mm. to roll your own kind of uh, in in house uh, servers. Yeah. And right. also getting it, uh, getting it ready for the time when it will be able to talk to multiple servers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've actually rewritten a big hunk of the uh, the parse library. Uh, yeah, you're looking to decentralize. You're looking to decentralize um, the, the yeah, software so, to some so extent. So maybe you've got a, uh, a a double secret probation group, okay? And you don't want me seeing what's happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if it's on my server, I can see it. Right. But you can. Uh, but once it's able to talk to multiple servers, you'll be able to set up a server just to what run your one is, group. Is this is this federated or is this just you know totally two separate things with two separate servers? And they can't talk to each other. Um, it would be a kind of in between because your client would be talking to multiple servers. Um, but when you okay. sent a message to this particular group, yep. you send it to the server that hosts that group rather than sending it to me. Oh, so it's sort of more like a sort of, you're kind of, it's kind of like a web browser. It, it becomes a star pattern. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like and a eventually my, web browser with multiple servers. And and eventually if, if this fully goes goes to fruition, and it may not because there are other uh, design possibilities, but 
Um, what I'd like to have it is so that your information exists on your phone, okay? Instead of on a server. Exactly. Mm-hmm. On, instead, of, instead of on a server. And then the only thing that the servers would be required to do is provide a place for you to rendezvous. So isn't there a problem potentially with that in that, for instance, my phone gets stolen by the cops uh, and then I get a new phone. Now I've got to rebuild my friends list. um, Well, my solution to that actually is to uh, give you the ability so that um, say you've got a PGP key. You should never have your PGP key on your phone, by Mm -hmm. the way. Because phones aren't trustworthy, but right. um, you've got a you've got a PGP key, say on on your desktop. So basically, set it up so that your friends just automatically have a copy of your database, mm. but it's encrypted. Mm-hmm. They I can't see, see oh. what's in it. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. So, but they can return it to you, yeah. who has the key, and then you can open it up and use it. I see. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of like a. I'm trying to think. It's it would it's sort of like a decentralized version of um, uh, what is it? Uh, Edge Wallet. Um, you know how they had the cloud backup feature mm-hmm. for your for your you know uh, yeah, but it's encrypted. Except, key. But it's, except encrypted. it's a peer to peer cloud. It's right, right. Except in this case, in his case, it would be mm-hmm. sent to multiple parties that are not a centralized server, but. What do you need right now, nobody? You need testers for this thing more than anything else, or what? Um, yeah, probably, probably. Well, the. The thing that the thing that I most need now is to either um, is to get the current the current head version to a usable state mm-hmm. uh, because I I ripped some stuff out of it and I got to put it back <laughs> in. Um, okay, but but once I have that, then yes, the next thing will be to get some testers running off this server. Uh, just using it as a chat program, sending it, sending each other alerts, uh, whatever, and then hopefully, um, and then basically once once we get to that point, it's it's more or less released. And at that point, the big issue with this development cycle is there is just too much in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, yeah. if if I could go back in time. Well, plus um, you didn't build the thing, so you had to come in. It's always hard mm-hmm. to come into somebody else's construction and figure out yeah. how it was made. Right? Well, yeah. I, so there's I, a big I learning curve. I didn't build the thing. Um, and you never knew how to of, phone program either. Yeah, I'd, I'd never programmed a phone before. I did know Java, but I knew nothing about Android. I knew nothing about Parse Server. I didn't speak JavaScript. Yeah, we um, basically were handed this thing... Uh, or purchased the Sheriff Free Church yeah. purchased uh, the, uh, the sort of the debt that Cell Four One One had from its creator. It, basically, this thing was on life support. Uh, and essentially, we 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 got the paddles out. We you know rubbed them together and put <laughs> put them on the body of the near corpse mm-hmm. and trying to uh, to breathe some life back into it. So I mean, we're literally trying to bring this thing back nearly from the dead. So you had a real challenge mm-hmm. uh, on your hands and still do. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean it's it's a lot closer than it than it was. Okay. So, okay, good. Uh, good. Um if, if for anybody that wants to help out with this, if you know programming, if you know phone programming, uh if you are willing to be a tester, those are not the same category. You can be a tester without knowing programming. Mm-hmm. Uh so if you just if you like the idea of having a decentralized emergency response app 
That is Cell 411. It has been very successful in the past for helping activist movements, uh, police accountability movements, or just mm-hmm. helping somebody that has an emergency where they, you know, they need their friends to respond instead of psychopaths. Uh, you yeah. can go to getcell411.com, mm-hmm. getcell411.com, click the little menu icon, and then you'll see uh, there's a link to the source code. There's a link to go to the support matrix or the support telegram. So there's chat rooms on both of those platforms that I believe are connected together. Mm-hmm. So if you've got one preference or the other, just hop into it. And then nobody's in there a few times a week. Usually you'll you'll stop in, I think, and check in mm-hmm. uh, and see if people are talking in there and uh, give whatever support you can. And the more people we can have uh, with this, the the better, the faster yeah. things will go. I'll tell you, I, I watched the, fir- like the first minute of that video I watched at home before I came. Of the police beating? Yeah, a couple hours ago. Yeah. And I was just thinking, oh, God, if only he had cell 411 and he well, could hit a button and bring 50 of his closest friends. That's the thing. Friends. You also need to have friends with cell 411 because if you don't have any friends that have cell 411, there's probably not going to be yeah. anybody showing up. You know the one nice thing about cell 411? It's It, it kind of demonstrates we're we're doing in New Hampshire what everybody else is talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're we're developing applications. We're developing tools. We're you know we're we're doing stuff mm-hmm. at, at a political level at the state house. There's all sorts yeah. of different things mm-hmm. that different people are doing that are making mm-hmm. a difference. And this isn't just another one of those examples. It has the potential to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it can be used by anybody anywhere in the right. on the planet. Yeah, and of course the next thing. Because once I've got this infrastructure done, it can be used for for many projects. The second one I want to do is a distributed Twitter, or I'm sorry, a distributed Tinder. Um, oh, okay, okay. With with no central server, no way for anybody to know what anybody is doing. Oh, and by the way, each client has a Bitcoin wallet built in. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. really cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, a grinder as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah there's that button that says, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I'm trying to think what it should say, like tip or <laughs> what's the what's the choice set of words that doesn't involve people ending up in a cage? Well, I mean, in in New Hampshire, the easiest way to arrange for that would be to make it rather than making it a uh, a twin uh, a uh, Tinder clone, uh, you make it an app that where you say, oh, OK, I want to produce a movie. I want to produce an adult movie. And so the, your phone sends out messages and says, "Oh yeah, well you need a uh, an actress. You I- need you need <laughs> actresses. You need squirrels. You need whatever it is you need for for your mm. little movie. And you can write the script, or you can buy a script from somebody if you want to. <laughs> you know. And so you know that your actress is prepared for exactly what she's getting when she shows. It could be up. a silent film. You don't have to have a script. It could be a yeah. silent film. Yeah. And at the end of it, if you think it's a piece of crap, just delete it um all right let's go to the phones here uh once again it's getcell411.com check out that uh, tech there and if you can help with it i'm sure nobody and a lot of other people would appreciate your assistance Uh, but let's go to sarah she's in new mexico you're on free talk once you've got twit got tinder though uber's easy also there you go uh sarah go ahead oh yes um i i've been coming to realize that the media, the television news have blown things out of proportion with the the free bus fare rides. Is that the only I, thing I they've kinda... blown things out of proportion on? <laughs> with the police yeah, duck bill ride? Free bus fare. I, I really, 
No, I mean, I mean, they, I mean the, most of the time I know that they blow everything up, but this time I got suckered in. Like, I believed, I was, I, I was believing that, oh, the, the, it's a uh, shoplifting getaway vehicle, and and um, uh, they're all sleeping on the bus, and all those people, right? and then uh, they're beating up the bus driver. And then, and then I was thinking back, and I was, I was kind of meditating, I mean, I was thinking about all this, but, but I was like, they were always assaulting the bus driver, but back then when we paid, they were fighting and arguing them over the bus fare. You know what I mean? They, they would get try to get on for free. They only had fifty cents. They needed a dollar. I, I mean, I. So wait, you're seen... saying that whether or not there's a charge to ride the bus, there's still violent lunatics on there? <laughs> oh yeah, and then sleeping people on the bus on the handicap, they they just take up. Three well, sleeping isn't the, particularly um... violent. Did, did they get rid of? Let me understand this correctly. They got rid of the fee to Correct. ride the bus. Yeah. A couple okay. Of years ago. Why would you think getting rid of the fee to ride the bus would get rid of the violent lunatics? Well, well, what I was going to say, they, they drummed it up that it got even a lot more worse. Oh, that but would make the sense. Thing is that, that the thing the I talked to the mayor's office, and then they, the data is, shows that it, it did not really go up that bad, except mm-hmm. people, more people loitering in the bus shelters. Uh, there was that one bus route going to the mall. They used that route, 155, as a getaway vehicle, but they blow it up like everybody's doing everywhere. And uh, so there, there's people that um, they control the media. They're trying to um, deprive of people of getting free bus rides. There's more money going to the poor people. Like that's been more money. So they're manipulating it to. So you um, think the people in the media want to stop people from taking the free bus rides? I don't know. There's a. There's, I think it's. Um. I think the. That's the element of it. Why would they people care? Why would you know KOB no News idea. care if uh, poor people are taking a free bus ride or not? I don't know about the news media gets takes a twist every which way this way and as it gets manipulated and well yeah they I, do I just, that I mean they want to get people yeah. to tune in to to see the the latest stabbing on the the main bus line or whatever I mean they're gonna do that they're gonna they're gonna make it sound more exciting than it actually was. Let me, let me ask do. you a question, another question, Sarah. Uh, did you say that a man used a bus as a getaway vehicle? Like he got on the bus and the bus driver drove well, uh, off like his re- regular route? It just seems like a crazy well, story. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, this is Albuquerque. It would suck if you didn't have exact change. I mean, why wouldn't, free. Why wouldn't the cops just pull over the bus? I have no idea because we don't have enough police the cops. I mean, they, um, if the guy robbed the place, they might not know, you know what he got. Oh, so he kind of got away, and then you hopped on a bus. I don't know if you call that a getaway vehicle. Okay, the thing is that it turns out it's a one That's what she's saying. She's saying they're exaggerating. She's saying the media is exaggerating about this. Go ahead. Right, right, right. They're making it. This is to oppose the free tax, right? It was just one route going to the mall, and those people that shop there, they they would use that route, and they make it seem like everybody's using it everywhere. But wait, 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 wait. Didn't you say that all of the buses are free, or are you just saying it's just the mall route? No, all of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, all of them are free. But what I don't understand, Sarah, is why you think the media is trying to stop people from riding the bus for free. Why would they care about that? Don't they want to have the stories about the, you know, the terrible stuff that happens on the bus? Shouldn't that be there? Shouldn't they want more people to ride the bus so more bad stuff happens so they can report on it? I I, I don't know about that, but you know, it's the same kind of like um, there's. I mean, 
for, for example, KKOB, that radio station, mm-hmm. today they're reading up the free bus, pro- I mean, the lunch program, every color that they took, but mm-hmm. that's a Republican radio station. So I'm thinking that even the TV station has like a Republican bent, anything to, you know, to scam money out of, keep money away from going to the poor people, they'll, they'll have it. And that's where the... Well, it's not a matter so much of keeping money away from poor people. It's a matter of not having what you worked for stolen and used for something that was not of your choice. If, yeah. if somebody wants to pay for bus fares and that's the most important thing to them, then they should go out and work for their own bus fare <laughs> rather than having a slave you know, you know, part-time. You know, nobody, it's, it's so, I, I think this argument is so disingenuous because it's like the reason that the, most people are poor is because the government has taxed them through other means. So they're mostly just getting their money back. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to say that there isn't a small 1% of the population probably, you know, that is, was never going to, uh, you know, was or certainly is getting more money than they're, they're, they're is being taken from them by government. But, um, you know, that can probably most of that can probably be covered by charity. You know, it's mm-hmm. it, it's it's just and and the government in the process is taking a percentage for administration of those programs, and then of course there's intermediaries as well, which is then has another costs, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. it just seems so so disingenuous. Yeah, it's yeah, but, but my ingenuous, that, disingenuous. Yeah, it's probably here's the thing is that, but well, from my memory, those people are always fighting on the bus, grabbing women's butts, rubbing on me. I mean, throwing rocks, beer cans, soda pop cans at bus drivers. I mean, everybody trying to fight to beat beat the guys up that attack the bus. It's always been this way. I would get on the bus. There's people laying out, stretched out, sleeping away, snoring on the bus. I mean, nothing wow. has really changed any different. So, well, no wonder that. those poor politicians don't have time to stop the cops from killing people if people are loitering in bus stops and sleeping on buses. Those are some serious problems they're up against. Thank you, Sarah, for the call tonight. <laughs> so it sounds like what she's saying is no matter what they do, the dregs are still on the city buses, making the the rides for free hasn't changed it. Charging for the rides hasn't changed it. Uh, so, I mean, what are you going to do? I guess you could, does you could it, abolish the city buses. Does it matter? Because if they're not on the bus, they're going to be beating somebody else be up somewhere. Somebody I mean, else. somewhere else. I mean, it probably would make more sense to sell the buses off and let somebody mm-hmm. else take over let that business. Let the market handle it. Yeah, let the free market handle it. But mm-hmm. yeah. Well, right. Because if there was actually enough of a demand for a bus, then the market would supply buses. Right. <laughs> and somebody would make some money off of it. Right. Instead like, of having to cost taxpayers through the nose. But, but the thing is, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's frequently the flaw in, flaw in their, their ointment is they say, oh, well, this is going to save the environment because it takes five times as much fuel or, or emits five times as much carbon as a passenger vehicle. and, and But you can fit 10 times as many people. But they're never full. But they're never full. So, <laughs> so instead, yeah. you're emitting five times as much right. carbon, and you got one bag lady in the back <laughs> who would be just as happy sleeping somewhere else. Mostly empty buses, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's funny because it's like, there's definitely, I think, a, how do I say this? There's a, there's a market here, and there's an opportunity for people, somebody to make money, right? Um, now, it may not be every bus route, but 
you know, I'm sure I'm sure uh, if there's enough demand there, there would be somebody supplying it. Yeah. I mean, it could just end up being a minivan driving around picking people up. It doesn't necessarily Might have be to be more a cost effective, bus, right? too, if there's not enough people, yeah. you know, taking a large, big bus. Let's go to the phones here. David, so we is... get this app. Oh, sorry. <laughs> David, <laughs> David in New Mexico. Go ahead. Yeah. 38 minutes on hold. And you got what? One minute left. Oh, Do you want all of the minute or uh, less than that? <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll, I'll take all of it. Uh, so, so what I'll do is I'll tell you that uh, since there's one minute left or less than that, what I was going to tell you, I'll save for a different day because one minute won't do justice to it. And I'll just uh, uh, speculate that you were discussing uh, whether or not the family of the murdered uh, kid in Memphis would uh, receive uh, monetary compensation and I'll just uh, uh, speculate that within a, literally a month or two, that family will get a uh, check for $10 million plus or minus because of the, the recent years politics of these things. They mm-hmm. will hand over the money real quickly without having to go to trial. They'll settle. Mm-hmm. So That's your prediction? That You're you, predicting that? Yeah, yeah, that's my prediction. Okay. And the... The thing that I was, will tell you on a different program, because there's no time for it now, is something that uh, you will disagree with. Um, so No, I won't. Uh, be prepared. <laughs> Ian, Ian will, and hopefully uh, he won't do what he usually does, which is cut me off when he disagrees with me. Okay, what a teaser. We'll look forward to it. Thanks Jeez. for the call tonight. Uh, out of time for now. You can join Chris on his show. It is Freedom Decrypted Saturdays around 5 o'clock Eastern time, freedomdecrypted.com. Nobody's got Beer Talk Live coming up tomorrow night, 1030 Eastern over at uh, watch.freetalklive.com. That'll take you right to our Odyssey streaming channel. And between now and tomorrow night, you can join us on, online anytime. Just head over to freetalklive.com. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on doing the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com.